What? What is happening, guys? Dave the Film Junkie here. Who's out there? Anyone? Anyone? What's going on, guys? Hey, what is happening? Look at this. Got the new setup going. Is it working? Hopefully. I don't know. Kind of make it, uh, you know, trying to make it, you know, more loungy, more, uh, you know, the the vodka stream lounge kind of thing going on. What is happening, guys? Who is out there? What's up? It is Friday. We've made it. What's going on there, George? Yes, Will, Ryan. Oh, yeah, definitely a new setup. It's kind of cool, right? Hopefully. Trying to display. Hey, Mama Film Junkies here. Yes, there's my wonderful mom. That's for sure. Ah. Ah, it's not. A, it's a new location. Well, not really a new location. Still in my apartment, but you know, different corner of the of the living room. That's for damn sure. What's going on, Neil? What's up, buddy? What's going on, Ryan? Nice, right? Trying to get it, you know, more like this, more like the uh, hey, this is the uh, vodka stream lounge. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's going on, Jesse? Hey, Christina. What is happening? Cheers, guys. Cheers, Christina. Miss you. That's one of my actual like friends in reality. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what's going on, Amar? Hola, amigo. Hobbies Geeks. What's up, buddy? Mr. Pure Jason. What's up, Eric? Uh, I don't know. I'm so goofy. Yeah, this is what it is, Wolf, man. That's going on. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, what's up, Dave? I'm back. What up? What did I miss? Well, we'll be talking about a bunch of stuff. Don't worry. We'll be talking about a bunch of stuff. What's going on, Jose? He's here. Uh, Barb Bun? What? What's going on? <laughs> Sup, buddy? What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? What up? Hi. Enjoying uh, some grub. Yeah. Good, good. I didn't, you know what? Again, I didn't have much dinner tonight because I was trying to make sure I could set all this up, you know? That's that's the thing. It's like I had string cheese again for dinner. <laughs> I swear. The past two Fridays, I've had string cheese for dinner. But uh, yeah, guys, here's uh, the new setup right here. This is what I've been talking about because, you know, I uh, I bought the, uh, the uh, pub table and the bar stools and I was like, all right, cool. I want to have some kind of setup for the, the vodka stream and, you know, more relaxed environment and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then, of course, you can see all my uh, stuff behind me right here so but uh cheers first off cheers guys it is friday thank god of course this was a long week for some reason when it went when it was tuesday i thought it was thursday yeah that's that's what happened i i literally woke up and i thought it was thursday and it was tuesday that's really bad it's it, it's bad enough when it's only a day off but when it's two days off really bad so cheers guys Ah, okay. Wow. There you go. As long as Christina is is uh, totally digging the vibe here, so that's good. What's going on, Churro? What's the lone fan is here? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Ah, look who it is. It's the Batman. That's right. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Uh, thank you for all those uh crazy gifts, man. I'm gonna incorporate. I'm gonna incorporate at least that that one uh Batman Returns gift. That's for damn sure. Uh, how, how's it going? Eh, I know. I don't know. I think he is. He actually did a live stream. Didn't he do like a live stream on like IG tonight? Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think he uh, he didn't really answer any other questions. But, you know, 
you know, it's fine. It's totally fine. I don't think he's going to answer any Joker questions for a bit there. But, you know, we can always hope so. But anyways, guys, yeah, so here it is. Here's the um, here's the setup that I'm hopefully going to, you know, I might make some tweaks. But, you know, got my little shelf with all my shit on it. <laughs> I mean, my God, so much, so much. Yes, there's a lot of Batman. Of course, there's going to be a lot of Batman, naturally. But, uh, yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Um, like I said, I bought the, uh, the, the pub table and bar stools and I was like, all right, I want to like somehow incorporate it because my apartment's kind of weird guys. Uh, my living room. Okay. So we got my living room and then there's a hallway right there. You got the bathroom. Then you got my bedroom. Then you got the kitchen. Okay. So when it came to, you know, I didn't really have like a, I mean, I had, I had a, a somewhat of a coffee table table in my living room, but I was like, no, I need like, I just need something that I can just eat on, you know, eat food or whatever the hell. And I just was like, all right, I'm going to buy this, uh, this little, like, you know, I want like a, I want like a a bar kind of feel. So I got the, uh, the table and then of course the, uh, the stools. So I had it right here and I was like, all right, how do I incorporate this with the vodka stream? Because I want it to be like kind of loungy and kind of laid back. Thomas, what the hell? Thomas is here. Whoa, where are you at? I just clicked the wrong thing. Thomas, hey, man, it happens, man. I, I tell you, like that was, uh, I mean, I'm still I'm still on cloud nine, guys, when it comes to all that. When it comes to the uh, the Snyder, the Snyder um, interview, I was like, huh, I'm still like, I can't believe it happened. I still can't believe it happened. But yeah, nice, uh, nice to see you, Thomas. But anyways, yeah, so then, of course, I was like, all right, I got to make sure I got some stuff hung up. We got uh, Victor Koo. His, uh, his art right there. I know it's kind of cut off. You know, I, I was trying to, you know, of course, center everything. Of course, I got the, uh, Snyder con poster with all the signatures, all the signatures from, uh, you know, Snyder, Fong, Debbie, uh, Citrone, everybody from there. And of course the, uh, the circle of, uh, 214 great stuff. And then of course I have my little shelf right here with, uh, my books, some comic books right there. And of course my, uh, you know, just stuff that I, that I've ran, randomly purchased over the years. Then, of course, I got my Spider-Man poster. Now, the Spider-Man poster, guys, this Spider-Man poster, the reason why it's framed and the reason why it's right there, it's it's pretty special. It's a special poster because, obviously, why do you think this poster is special? I'll give you guys a minute. Why do you think this is a unique and special poster? Let's see if you guys uh, catch that one, if you guys realize uh, why that is. All right, just making sure. Ah, see, Alejandro, you got it. You got it already. You got it already. Yes. So, backstory about this poster. I mean, I've, I I think I've actually talked about it in vlogs or whatever the hell. But uh, yeah, the backstory about this poster. So, I've had this poster for fifteen years. Okay, fifteen years. When I first, uh, my first year being a cable guy, when I got the cable guy job back in two thousand five. Um, one of the jobs I had, um, this one guy and I, I went over to fix his cable. I fixed it. He was a cool dude. And he goes, Hey man, I got, I got, I got these posters. I work at a print shop. I got these posters from Spider-Man and, uh, you know, these are rare posters because they pulled them and I'm like, Oh yeah. Because in the reflection of the eye, you have the twin towers because these were teaser posters that came out prior to nine 11. 2001 these were the teaser posters that you saw in the movie theaters and everything like that 
And even like they even had a teaser for the first Spider-Man movie where it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, they had the, the helicopter with the web between the two twin towers. But of course, after 9-11 happened, they pulled these posters and they pulled that teaser. So then it was like he gave me this poster and uh, and I was like, cool. Yeah, well, I better get it framed. And I mean, it even has like the border, like the print border, as you can see right here. You can see like the border. When I took it to the uh, the frame place, they were like, no, no, you don't want to you don't want to cut off the border because that'll that'll devalue it so i was like all right keep the border hopefully they weren't fucking with me but it's got that little printing border around it because you know apparently if you got rid of that it would just be uh it would devalue the thing so there you go so yeah so i got my uh priceless little posters right behind me of course i got some batman stuff and then of course i got the uh alcohol because no great story ever started with someone eating a salad even though there's probably some good stories about someone eating a salad, but you know, let's face it. It's all about the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, uh, you know, speaking of my little books right here, which are just, you know, on display. Look what I got. All right. So obviously you guys remember, you know, Justin, the midside, uh, I brought him on film junkie live. And of course he's been on vodka streams, various vodka streams. Um, finally, I got his book, physical copy, because there's something about there's something about ah, there's something about a physical copy of a book. See, see, Justin actually sent me a digital copy copy of the book, and I and I'm about like 15 or 16 chapters in of the book of this book right here that is loosely based off of you know the events of the Snyder Cut. It's a fictional tale, you know. Obviously, it's something different. But uh, there's something about having a physical copy of the book. So now that I and I didn't finish his book, it took me, you know, he sent it to me like a couple months ago, probably probably longer than that. And the thing is, I stare at fucking screens all day. I stare at screens all day. Okay, so if I want to read a book, I want to read a physical copy. I I like physical copies of books. I don't that's I can like I'm, I'm okay with like, you know, downloading like some you know, some movies digitally. I'm okay with that. You know, even though I have like three boxes worth of DVDs, I'm okay with that. But when it comes to reading, I don't want to look at a screen. So I got myself a copy of his book, The Cut. So I plan on, of course, uh, and then you can see like the midside right back there. So I plan on like finally finishing the book because now, ah, physical copy of a book. You know what? When I, when I hold like a book like this, you know, guys, I actually have like 80% of a novel in my old computer finished. No, written, I should say. And this definitely inspires me to be like, damn, I, I need to finish that novel because, you know, I have, I have ideas, guys. I have ideas. So get yourself a copy if you haven't gotten it already. So it's just nice. Yeah, when it comes to comic books, everything like that, I can't, I can't. Like you, I mean, I got stacks and stacks of comic books. Of course, I, of course, I just have on display, like you know, some of my stuff. You know, Killing Joke, Dark Victory, uh, Deadpool. We got Civil War. You know, of course, I got some of that Year One. Of course, I wanted to, you know, I have those on display right there. So yeah, <clears throat> are you fighting with people? <laughs> you want to hug me, Scott? Aw. Look at that. Scott wants to hug me. Well, I know, I know you sh I mean, obviously my, my, my collection does not, 
does not even match your collection, Scott. That's for sure. I mean, my God, the first time you showed up on the vodka stream, your collection was on display. But I mean, but there's like, uh, but I'm, I, I, there's just something about holding the physical copy, holding the physical copy. I mean, I can't, I can't do digital, I can't do digital literature. I can't do it. I just really can't do it. I have to, uh, I have to be holding it. I don't want to stare at a screen. I just want, you know, pages. I want to turn it. I want to have a bookmark in it, you know, because one thing about having a digital copy, you have to kind of remember and maybe like do something like, oh yeah, I'm at this chapter right here. But you know, when it comes to a book, you just stick whatever bookmark in there and then you're just, you just open it. Ha, yeah. Unwind with a book. I need to do more reading. I need to do more reading. That's for sure. So, and Scott, I mean, I, I still have it right here, Scott. This is next. As soon as I finish the cut, I'm going to be reading Dune because I have not read Dune. And uh, me and you are going to have uh, a conversation about it. That's next. That is definitely next. That is definitely next. And here's a here's a book that everybody should, uh, if anybody wants to get into writing, get this book right here from Stephen King. You know, right here, the memoir with a memoir of the craft on writing. Get this book right here. Very fascinating. His little process, not to mention, it's kind of, you know, it's biographical too. To really get that. Really get that. So, but uh, as soon as I finish the cut, I'll put that. There's there's some space. There's some space for it. So, and then of course I'll get uh, Sean O'Connell's book about everything and everything like that. Anyways, guys. All right. So I've been rambling. Um, this has been a crazy, crazy week. Because, well, first off, it was pretty long, it felt. That's for damn sure. And then, uh, you know, when it came to us us United and all that stuff, I mean, it got pretty crazy with that. So I was like, all right. So I thought, okay, who better to join who to join the vodka stream this week than, uh, than Janita Davis, which I think she goes by more Joe, of course. And because uh, I haven't had like a full on, I haven't had like a conversation with her. I've had like, you know, conversations with her and like in chat and stuff like that. So I thought, oh, eh, better. What better time to uh, bring her on? Because she was, uh, of course, you know, one of the people that was really pushing for the uh, hashtag for us united and everything like that. So uh, we'll, we'll get her in in a little bit. I just sent her the link. So hopefully she'll be joining soon. And then, of course, the panel will join as per usual. Did everything so. Ah, Amy Adams was absolutely gorgeous as always. That's right, Sean O'Connell. He posted. He had an interview with her, right? Man, that guy. He just gets all the good interviews. I gotta like. I gotta like kiss his ass a little bit more. I do. I gotta kiss his ass just a little bit more. <laughs> so, Sean, if you're out there, yeah. And then, of course, uh, we'll have um, a couple of. We'll have a couple of uh, video questions from uh, the Film Junkie patrons out there. Like I said, if you want to join the Patreon, want to join the Patreon page. Whoops, I don't have it up right now. Let me uh, pull that up right now and start doing some shameless promotion. But uh, if you want to be uh, part of the uh, Film Junkie Patreon and you want to be part of the higher tier, like I said, you could submit video questions and I will show them live and then we'll answer them live. Whether it be you have a question for the guest or the panel Whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so uh, if you want to do that, uh, let me get that up. Yeah, so if you want to join that, link is provided down below. So there it is right there. 
Film Junkie Patreon. You do that. And like I said, you can submit video questions. Like I said, I got a couple of video questions tonight that uh, we will answer. And should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Trying to incorporate the uh, the patrons out there, you know. Get them a little more involved and everything. So, all right. So, we'll see. Uh, I sent her the link. So, hopefully, she'll be uh, clicking in soon. So, cheers, guys. Ah, oh, I forgot how full that glass was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm already spilling on myself. Jeez. What the hell? Oh, 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 oh. But uh, anyways, guys, hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully you guys watched the, uh, my Deadpool video that I just did. The Deadpool 3 slash, of course, talking about Green Lantern and all that stuff, you know, because, you know, it, you know, I mean, it's just obviously when it came to the whole Ryan Reynolds thing, it's, uh, what's going on, Shaking? How you doing, buddy? I might be an alcoholic. When have I said I'm not an alcoholic, but I'm a functioning, functioning alcoholic? Come on. That's what it's all about. Okay. As long as I'm functioning, that's, that's what it is. Is Rosemary here? Rosemary, you here? I saw somebody talking. Obviously, when Rosemary shows up, everybody, um, a lot of people talk to her. She takes over the chat a little bit. Okay, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna recite that. What you said there, Jesse. That that sounded a little little weird. But I remember. Um, yeah, there was like a little bit of a, a autocorrect or a, a typo when it came to that. When it came to, um, I don't know, I, I I just see fisting. That's just not right. Yeah. She left us hanging? Damn it. Well, I think it's a little difficult for her because, you know, she's, uh, what is she, from Germany or Europe? She's somewhere in Europe. I totally forgot where she was from. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the time difference, kind of, kind of a little bit of a struggle. She always makes it to the uh, Film Junkie Lives, for sure, so... She always makes it to there, at least. So, but um, yeah, I don't know if she'll make it here tonight. It's totally fine. But anyways, guys, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I wanted to frame, and I already kind of told you guys, like, yeah, I wanted to frame Victor Koo's art right here, which, of course, I have his sticker on the back of my laptop. But I wanted to, uh, I mean, he sent me the art. He put a film junkie and he said, thank you, Dave. And then he signed it. And I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. So I had to put it in a frame for sure. And then when I had this thing, this thing got damaged. It's okay, Amanda. Like I said, I wanted you to join tonight because because I wanted you to, you guys to talk about your new uh, live stream with, uh, with Joe and Meg. And I know Meg is working late tonight. She says she'll try to make it, but she might not make it because she was supposed to get off at like 10 o'clock her time. But now it looks like she's not going to get off till midnight and she might be a little too tired, which is totally fine. But Amanda, I sent you our uh, Amanda, if you want to join tonight um, to talk about to talk about your guys's uh, new uh, your girl's new um, live stream that you guys are doing. And of course, talking about the League of Mayhem and everything like that. Okay, it's fine. You know, like I said, it's perfectly okay. Like I said, still uh, waiting for Joe. See if she's gonna show up. I know. I mean, I know when when it comes to uh, people that have families, that have kids. I know it's not as easy, and time differences always are a factor as well. 
So I know I think uh, Joe is uh, central time. So she's only two hours ahead. So it's like it's like 1021 right now over there with her. So but hopefully she makes it so we could talk about, you know, us United and uh, the stuff that she's done and how she got involved with the whole Snyder Cut. And I mean, that's one of the things that I wanted to do when it came to uh, when it came to the vodka stream. I've always wanted to uh, incorporate, you know, as much people as possible. You know, I have like a list. It almost seems like I have a list of just people that I want to like bring on here, talk to. Uh, you know, I've always been about like, hey, you seem cool. I've watched your videos. I've watched your stuff. Let's talk. Let's talk over a couple of drinks. I know. Well, hopefully, you know, Garza should be here tonight. What's up with that? Amanda Miller needs to hop on and defend her time. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's a new Amanda in town. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. I don't know if I've. I haven't seen Amanda Miller in a while because I don't know if you know this, Christina. Since uh, you know we're friends in real life, but Amanda moved to Arizona just like that. She just up and moved like that. So she's no longer a Californian. Crazy, yeah. That was like a couple few weeks ago. It was just oh no, that was like a month. That was like a month and a half ago. Because I remember, yeah, yeah, that was like that was like back in the beginning of October. So yeah, the other Amanda that usually graces our um, her uh, appearance in the in the live chat. Yeah, she just uh, you know, and of course she's actually been here physically. Physically, she's actually been here physically on on a vodka stream before. But yeah, she just up and moved to Arizona, just like that. So yeah, it was just like I, I invited her to a thing, and all she goes, "Hey, guess what? I'm moving to I'm moving to Arizona," and I'm like, "When? This week? Okay, crazy." So I don't know, weird, but it's okay. Hopefully, she's doing. I mean. Hey, long as she's out of California, I mean, I want to get out of California. <laughs> I mean, I've told you guys how much I want to move to uh, Nevada eventually. I want to move to Nevada. Nevada eventually we'll get there. And, uh, you know, because California is just turning into Shiza. Shiza. Big time. This freaking, uh, no, 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 not Midwest. Miss Colbert, not Midwest. No, not Midwest. I'm not going to go that far. I'm still going to stay in the West. Oh, Scott just ordered me a Christmas present. Ah, well then. Hmm. Now I got to think about getting something. What would Scott like? Hmm. Scott, what would he like? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to figure out something. If you got me a Christmas present, I got to get. No, no, Miss Colbert. No, I'm not going to. I know some people are like, move to Florida. I know Midside, Mr. Justin, of course, who wrote the uh, the cut. He uh, he he he's like he keeps telling me to move out of Cali. He he said Florida too. Some people have said Florida. I'm like, I'm not gonna go that far. I'm not gonna go that far. I'm gonna go Nevada. That's that's the plan. That's the plan. That's definitely the plan. Yeah, because you know I have family in Florida. That's the thing. I have family in Florida. By the way, this table like turns. So just to let you know. And then of course, this is a this is a new uh it's one of my new pops right here. I had to get the you have to get this Deadpool. Come on. Look at this pop right here. I had to get that Deadpool. It's perfect. And I had to put him on full display, just lounging out 
just like that. So, and then of course I got Michael Keaton, Batman right there and everything. So lazy, lazy Susan, you have a lazy Susan. Yeah. <laughs> got to have the sexy Deadpool. And then of course I had to bring my uh, BVS. I had to bring my BVS light right there. Thanks, Neil. Like I said, this is probably going to be, you know, my, uh, yeah, this is hopefully going to be the setup for the new vodka stream. Like I said, I mean, when it comes to uh, the stuff right here, I mean, look at this. I mean, come on. That's just adorable. When I saw that, I had to have it. Superman carrying Batman, who's not too happy. He's a little disgruntled. And look at it. Superman's just laughing his ass off. Like, I gotta I gotta fly you to wherever we're going. I mean, come on. Had to do that. Had to get that. When I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, that's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, I forgot what they're called. I forgot what these are called. But then you even got this Deadpool where he's like, you know, he's coming out of a comic book. I mean, come on. Come on. Can't pass that up. Can't pass it up. And then just randomly, out of all the uh, comic book movie stuff, because I got like a little alien dude here, I got my Michael Keaton Batman dude here, which I've shown you guys, another Batman. You know, I had to get, I had to get Pinky in the brain, you know, I had to get Pinky in the brain. Jay Brain, what are we going to do tonight? Nerf! Yeah. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. I haven't watched the new Animaniacs yet, guys. I haven't watched the new Animaniacs yet. So, um, sorry, I have not. I heard it's good though. I, you know, I saw that, I saw that, um, that, uh, some, uh, that they made a Zack Snyder reference and apparently they've made some digs at, uh, you know, I think there was like somebody made a bat. I guess they said that somebody said that, the, there's a Batman versus Superman reference. There might be a dig at Joss Whedon in there, but I, I saw the video where, um, they, uh, well, they, they kind of make fun of, uh, they kind of make fun of uh, Zack Snyder a little bit, but it's it's good fun. Let's see. It's not as good as Looney Tunes. Yeah, okay. I was wondering about that because Looney Tunes, when it came on HBO Max, perfect. It was great. Absolutely great. So, But, uh, yeah, I plan on definitely watching the Animaniacs right there. Oh, man. So, But, uh, Joe, if you're out there, sent you the link. Sent you the link. Hopefully she's out there. I don't know. She's gonna make it. I mean, I might, I might, may, might wait a little bit longer. I mean, of course, I can talk as much as I can. But uh, if she doesn't make it right there, oh, oh. Okay, well there we go. We got Amanda Colbert. Maybe I can get her in here. But uh, Joe, if you're out there, sent you the link. It's in your DMs. All right. If she joins late, it's perfectly fine. Like I said, you never know what's going to happen on the vodka stream. You never know. You never know. It's okay. But she is the featured guest no matter what, even if she joins late. But I get it. You know, we got prior things. She's got kids and stuff. So maybe she got held up or something like that. Yeah. BBS light. Yeah. Got all that. Yeah. And of course, you can't see it, but there's like a whole thing of pops right here, of course. And yes. Wonder Meg, I know she's working right now, but she'd be very proud of me. She'd be very proud of me because I have three. Here, look at this. I have three. 
I have three pops. I'm not going to show all three of them, but I have three pops that I have not taken out of the box. Okay. This is the most recent one. Exclusive. Nightwing. Exclusive Nightwing right here. This is an exclusive limited edition Nightwing that when Meg jumped all over and I was like, give me one, give me one. So I'm not taking this Nightwing out of the box. Just not going to do it because exclusive limited edition. I can't do it. I want to so badly, but I can't do it. And then I got two more Batmans that are exclusives as well that I can't take out of the box. So you know how hard it is not to take out of the box? Jesus Christ. Be proud of me. But I also got I also got Alman, by the way. I want James, I want James Woods to like, you know, you know, do a little drop for me to like, you know, do that. Wow. Okay. All right. There she is. All right. Joe has made it. Did I hit okay? There we go. All right. Looks like she has made it. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, set the tweet here. <laughs> Scott, I saw, I noticed that you also dropped in. Uh, I might have hit the uh, the send button on yours too quickly, so you might have to wait just a little bit, but it's fine. I know you're a patient guy. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Let's get Joe in here. And let me post the link. Has drawn the stream. Oop. If I learn how to type... Okay, let's make sure I got the right link here. Everything's good. All right, so let's get her in here. Oop, boop. All right, here we go. Joe, you made it. Yes. Um, <laughs> I didn't get a link, so I... Oh, you didn't like, get a link? No, and so the way my work. life works, um, I've got like, I've got six kids and all kinds of family and jobs and so when something falls through there's something else to fill its space so yeah oh i'm sorry about that that's weird i sent you the link through your dms didn't work no i didn't get it um i just got it um i got the 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 one that is there now but there was not one earlier so sorry about that i thought maybe i had the wrong date or something because i usually that happens a lot i get the dates mixed up but you know so Anyways, well, welcome. Welcome to the vodka stream. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Um, sorry for the no camera. I was kind of sweating and vacuuming. So, yeah. It happens. It's I, get it. I mean, it sounds like you're having a pretty uh, pretty eventful Friday night, you know, vacuuming. No, it's, it's actually pretty um, regular Friday night, you know? Is it? Um, maybe pretty boring. I mean, I was like, Vacuuming shredded wheat out of the carpet. So, you know. <laughs> shredded wheat out of the carpet. Man. Yeah, strawberry. You know, the strawberry flavor. Yeah, Ouch. my, my four year old likes to eat dry cereal and snack on it and crumble it in the floor. And when it gets in the carpet, it's kind of insidious and it gets everywhere. So, you know, so it's, it's a very, very tough job. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine yeah. that. So, anyways, um, when it, um, so I, it's finally, finally you're on here because, I mean, uh, it's been a long time coming. I mean, when you, uh, when I became aware of you and every, everything like that, I mean, like, obviously when it came to um, the League of Mayhem live stream and uh, everything you're doing with the ladies over there, it was like, okay, all right, yeah, it's time to talk to Joe. Yeah. You prefer, prefer Joe, Jonita, which one? 
Joe? Um, that either. That doesn't either, matter. So. Yeah, okay. doesn't matter. So, right. and my first time getting on here, we talk about vacuuming. That's great. <laughs> no, this is what the vodka stream is all about. Okay, I mean, okay. It, you know, it's it's all uncensored, unfiltered, on everything. You know, it's like it's just uh, you know, we could talk about vacuuming if you want to for like the the next twenty minutes. I'm perfectly okay with that. I mean, I I bought a nice new vacuum probably like a couple of months ago that I'm very proud of. So, I mean, it really like the vacuum I had before was a hand-me-down for my mom, didn't do shit. And I was like, you know what? I got to get something new. And the vacuum I have now, I look forward to vacuuming, you know, because it's so nice. <laughs> okay. <It's> so nice. <laughs> okay. That's enough of the vacuum talk then. Okay. Um, enough <laughs> of the vacuum talk. But uh, as you can see right here, uh, follow her, of course, on Twitter, on Twitter at uh, Janita L Davis right here. And mm -hmm. I was looking at, I mean, looking at your profile, I mean, you have, quite a bit listed right here. I mean, culture, film critic, writer, professor, history, press, Enslow, Yes Mag, uh, yes. Dora, Wash Post, The Fix, Sci-Fi Wire, and you got the the Black uh, the black Magazine, or Black Cape black Magazine. Cape, yeah. Yes, and then you got uh, N-A-B-J, and then of course, N, or you got at A-A-F-C-A, sorry, I'm trying to like read this. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you I mean so many, so many things, but I mean, the main uh, yeah. thing I have there when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, the links, you have the black, uh, cape.com. And yeah, so you're writing there on there. Yeah. Yeah. That's my website. And, and all the rest of the stuff that's like, um, where I've published, um, I've got a couple books out and in the world and, um, several hundred articles every here and there and everywhere. Um, I've been writing but this will be going on year 15 i think 15 um, wow. yeah writing everything so you know i started off doing those the copywriting e how how to whatever's you know so and those are still up so you may see a how to make a baby cough or something like i don't know some weird <laughs> stuff like that um from e how yeah that was like written like well over a decade ago yeah. um and I still get people asking me about those. I don't remember what, what those are about. I wrote them for money and I forgot about them as soon as they were written. So, you know, that's just so FYI, nice. everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm always, I'm always fascinated and curious about when people like get into, you know, the, the world of writing, you know, blogging, whatever the heck, you know, wh whether it be about, you know, what we talk about, of course, a lot about, you know, CBMs or movies or whatever the heck or, or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you jump into. I mean, how did you, how did you actually like get involved with it? How did you start off? Just, you know, oh, what, what was the thought was, process? Oh, the thought process was I, I got a, my student loans are about to run out and I need to pay for my last semester of school. That, I mean, um, I mean so that, that that's part of it. That's part yeah, of it. I mean, I'm I not, kids, not, yeah. yeah. I had kids and, um, I had kids and, and, and I needed that, that money. And so I started looking for a writing gig and um, went through like this, the college career, you know, the, how the colleges have those career databases, you know, yeah. they have yeah. these weird jobs in there. And so there was this job where this uh, place wanted somebody to clean out their closet. They had a bunch of historical documents in there. Um, and then I ended up cataloging their history and then I ended up turning that into a book and I ended up, um, joining the board of that marina as their PR person <laughs> and doing publicity for them. Um, yeah, so it it it, it kind of snowballed. It, it started off with a closet cleaning job. Um, wow. And then you know also writing for the the campus paper, which 
that stuff doesn't pay much um, at all. Yeah, I can't imagine know? that it does. I mean, no. I mean, what uh, what college did you uh, go to? Did you attend Purdue University? Purdue, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it didn't pay very much, and and then I worked for the local papers, and that didn't pay very much either. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, when it, when it comes to that, do they pay you per word or is it per article? How do they? How do they? It's per article. It's per article. It was, it was okay. like I mean, I want to say twenty five bucks an article. It was it wasn't very much at all, uh -huh. um, at all. It wasn't very much, and then I got like an extra ten bucks if I did my pictures. So, you know, you, you, it's a lot of scrambling you have to do for work to kind of make up enough to pay for, you know, tuition and, you know, bills yeah. and stuff, you know. So, yeah, it, I mean, I, I, I pretty much start, started like hustling for, you know, writing gigs pretty on and then pretty early on and kind of branched into, you know, copywriting for websites and um, content for websites. And I didn't get into entertainment writing until just about five, six years ago, it recently, I mean, it, it it's tough to break in. Yeah. Like, that industry is, it's so, well, you know, you work in the industry. It's so <laughs> yeah. hard. It's very know? difficult. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's gotten so saturated. I mean, I mean, you really have to have that kind of like unique voice mm -hmm. when you're trying to like dive into it, you know, I mean, and that's what's, Not I mean, well, and I want to say more than a unique voice because it takes, I think it, it takes a little bit more than that okay. <laughs> to kind yeah. of break in because, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of people out there who are writers that have a very unique voice and they never do get to break in. I think it takes yeah. a lot. I mean, maybe a dash of some luck or something. It, it's just really tough. And I ended up having, I mean, most of us end up having to, you know, work for free for somebody and, you know, get our credentials together before we can kind of start making money at it um it's very true so, I, mean, yeah. I mean even like when it comes to like you know the youtube platform i mean i've been i mean i started my channel nine years ago which is crazy to think about it's like i i, I just saw like oh hey wait so that guy's doing it like that i could do that and just talk <laughs> about movies sure let's do it like that and then but I mean, you really gotta, you really just gotta roll up your sleeves and just be prolific. And like I said, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is partly having a unique voice, but it's also just busting your ass, making connections. And yes. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's a little bit of luck, no matter what, there's always mm -hmm. going to be a little bit of luck. It's who you, you know, who you make friends with, who, uh, who becomes, uh, I, I guess you could say when you like, you can kind of like build up a circle. And I think like, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, from what I'm, what I've been doing and just kind of like making friends with people, relationships and connections and everything. I mean, it's, it, it, it the perspectives, the different perspectives and the, and, and it's, and it's crazy. Like, you know, I mean, obviously when I do the vodka stream, you have like all these different voices that come in and, and they have their own individual stories of where, um, where they started, where they came from. And it, and it, and, and it's crazy. Like to just like, when you hear about those stories and, you know, and a lot of us still have day jobs, you know, we still have yeah. day jobs. I still have a day job. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming you do too. Correct. Yeah, right? That's the, where the professor part comes in. Yes. English. English. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. I mean we'll bring in Scott in a little bit here. He's a teacher as well. I mean, you guys are probably hit it off pretty well, but uh, yeah, I mean, everybody, I mean, it, and it's difficult to just to be like, I mean, I'm, cause I have a day job, I have a commute, so I'm gone like 10 hours out of the day. And then you kind of get home. Sometimes you just, you just want to be like, I had a day. I just want to just, ah, 
I just want to lay on the couch. Yes. I just wanna, uh. So it's kind of hard to like get in front of the happens. computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never I, mean, I mean, you got kids. I mean, I can mm-hmm. only imagine where it's like you get home and, and you're, you're dealing with a whole other uh, a mess of problems probably. Or, yeah. 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 And I did have a, what, a near uh, hour and a half commute. Yeah. Um, oh, last wow. year. Yeah. So no, the commute was wonderful. I mean, and people like look at me, they're like, why did you drive so far? I'm like, because it was marvelous to have it was a break. <laughs> yes. Nice little like, break. <laughs> yes. Oh no, I, I I get that. I get that. Sometimes you put so on podcasts or yeah. music. Yeah. Came up with, I mean, and I came up with so many great, so many great ideas that I'm in, that I started implementing, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 so I think that was like my time to clear my head, do my own little sort of meditation while I drive. Um, so yeah, that was wonderful. I can't, I miss it. I mean, I've been teaching here at the house. I mean, and it's been, I haven't left oh, yeah, the house. The in days. Yeah. With the pandemic, I'm sure. No, but like some people don't realize that like uh, having a commute. Yeah, it could suck. I mean, especially I live in California. So there, you know, of course, there's a lot of traffic. But like you said, I mean, there's sometimes where I could be just stuck in traffic. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It's whatever. And then all of a sudden, I come up with like, oh, that's an idea. I just I just came up Mm -hmm. with something. Holy shit. You know, because my mind is just wandering. I'm listening maybe to a podcast and something inspires me. Mm -hmm. I mean, Long as you like take that time, and that's why, like, I I'm not. I mean, I'll I'll take the time to just listen to music, of course. But when I'm commuting or I'm driving, you know, when I'm driving, I want to listen to podcasts, podcasts, various podcasts, listen to various ideas that can, you know, maybe inspire something, maybe spark something in the back mm-hmm. of my brain, and then I could be like, oh, well, I'm gonna try to, you know, put that out there or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a great time, and if you can if you can use it right, if you can like channel channel your brain, you know, just correctly, I think tune it. Yes. <laughs> and that's why I feel like it, you know I have to tune it the right way. It's really really great, and um, I know some days, especially in winter, um, traveling down ninety four around Chicago, um, it, it it really gets to be gridlocked, and I was like in traffic for four hours at one time. Um, it, it's, it's but still when you're like having this creativity going on Uh i ended up starting to dictate you know to um my recorder in the car at that point so that's that's a good tool to have i mean Mm -hmm. i'll even like uh you know i have my uh the google keep note-taking app and anytime like i come up with something i mean i have so many little notes that are in there and sometimes you know, I'll go back and look at them and be like, what the hell was I thinking right there? I don't even know. Where was my mind right there? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you've had some of those too. Where you yeah. look back to something and you're like, that does, that's not going to work. What was I yeah. thinking at the moment right there? Does it was awesome, it? man, when I came up with it though. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you're very excited. And you're like, I got to save this. I got to save this. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, a week later, you go back to it and you go, I have no idea what the hell I was trying to say right there. What yeah. The yeah. 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 Like, part of the process though guys but uh when it came to uh when it came to like Zack Snyder and the Snyder fandom when did you uh I guess become aware of all all of that um I knew about the fandom my husband's like in the fandom um uh well he's 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 a huge Superman fan and he kind of told me about it he's been a fan since both I mean we had like um stipulations when we got married about different things about his collection and 
um, the name of our firstborn son. Oh, um, what's his so, name? Yeah, that, yeah, he's that big of a of a fan. So, um, so uh, yeah, he he really really looked forward to Zach's movie because um, Man of Steel, he said, was like the first. You know, it was the first time that the Superman in a in a long time had been you know a re felt real to him, and so he really really looked forward to Justice League. Um, he, I, I think he vaguely told me about what was happening with it, but I wasn't paying attention much. Um, my comics usually, I, I, I like DC. I'm a really, I'm a really big DC fan, but I like the, the, the magical, the dark guys, you know, like Zatanna and, and Constantine. And I'm, yeah. I lean more toward, um, in comics and graphic novels, I lean more toward graphic novels and the stories that are outside of. Um, kind of the superhero realm. Um, that's me personally. So that that's where I was when when um, the movie came up, and I did we did see it. We did go opening weekend, of course, because how could you know he be a Superman fan if he didn't have the whole family out for a field trip for the for, for opening weekend? And he did not like it, and I did not understand what was going on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. this is like anticipated movie, and he was not. It was it was almost I don't know. He is it's. it's he acted like he liked it, but I don't know. I could tell. It's almost like he wanted to like it, and he was trying to convince himself that he liked it. And, and, and it sounds like the, a lot of others, other people who were doing the same around the world, you know, they were kind of trying to convince themselves that it was good. Um, but then kind of reality hit that it really wasn't. Um, and then it was like, uh, I think last year um, when uh, fans really, some um, fans came to me um, some of the black fans came to me and, and they were like, Hey, Zach started dropping these photos um of Victor Stone and all of his backstory and Ray Fisher's tweeting and these all these people were wiped out of the film. Yeah. And nobody's talking about it. And so I started digging into it and looking into it and I found out not only was Victor's family, but there were like other people of color that were like wiped out. And then uh, Zach revealed that there was going to be a Martian Manhunter and he was going to be Harry Lennox. And I'm like, well, wait a minute here. The Martian Manhunter was going to be a back black guy too. Um, so we, we, um, we, we lost all that. Um, yeah. And this was going to be ha- coming out before all of this with Cyborg at the, the, you know, his story dominating. And you've got Martian Manhunter, who's this black man. This was going to come out the year before Black Panther like came and exploded yeah. and became this huge, you know, oh my God, we've got black superheroes now. No, Zach was actually going to do that a year before all that happened. Yeah. And so it would have been groundbreaking, you know? Um, but it was, but so then I started, you know, kind of digging into why. And then I really got, you know, hooked into the fandom about that, about that point, you know, digging in and kind of figuring out and seeing what was happening and then hearing everybody's stories and, um, talking to people, um, I just really, really got, you know, connected um, and deep into the fandom. And I, I mean, these are characters I know well, you know, from being married to like the biggest fan um, in the world for 20 some odd years. Um, so I, I mean, I, I really, really, you know, felt a connection um, after, you know, doing that story and then seeing how I was treated trying to get the story out. I mean, I could I, I usually pitch a story around and I um, mean a good story like that usually gets picked up, you know, pretty fast and no one wanted it. Oh wow. No one wanted to hear about it. 
um, a couple of editors were like, well, you know, that that's going to be a lot of backstory you got to go into. And, you know, it's just going to be too much. And I'm like, well, no, not really. I mean, I can tell you, you know, how this can work out and we can, um, but no, no one wanted to even touch it. And so that kind of got my little conspiracy nerd, you know, kind of going and <laughs> um, started talking to the fans some more and, and hearing that, you know, other stuff was like going along with that. And so, yeah, um, really, really started bonding over just the exchange of information and then the, the love of the characters and, and, and all that. That's pretty cool. And uh, you actually uh, interviewed Ray Fisher, right? Not too long ago. And thank you, Thomas, for the donation. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I basically was uh, talking about this and, like, shouting about it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so um, I um, sent out a tweet um, saying that I wanted to interview Ray and a bunch of fans just sort of amplified it and took it and just ran with it. And, you know, when you've got, you know, Twitter kind of screaming at you that somebody wants to talk to you, it's kind of hard to ignore, ignore that, you know? Yeah. 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 True. So, yeah. So I talked to him. I mean, I interviewed him. It was a great interview. It was, I yeah. mean, it ended up being super long. Um, yeah. And, and it was, it was great. And so I, I thought, you know, having that and, and having putting that story out. And then after I talked to him, all this other stuff started rolling out. I'm like, this is like amazing. This is so amazing that this was happening. Um, kind of like a door had opened, you know? Yeah, seriously. I mean, everything that's happening. I mean, I know he's kind of like, uh, you know, he's laying low right now with everything. But uh, but I mean, when he came out and he was just like, I mean, when it came to Justice Con, which I know, you know, you were part of, you were part of the panel, mm -hmm. one of the panels, he just was like, you know what, let's do this. Come at me. I got yeah. you, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I mean, it really excited the fandom and really excited everybody. And then of course, you know, with everything that happened with that Forbes article where he was like, all right, let's just get it all out there. And then everything mm -hmm. surrounding that was just like, ah, I mean, it was a little bit of a shit show because, you know, because, the fact that Shiraz, Shiraz got, you know, deemed like, oh, he's just a Snyder fanboy that mm -hmm. interviewed uh, an actor from a Snyder film. You can't take it seriously. And it was like, really? I mean, all he was doing was listening to Ray. And if you if you were to actually read that article, he was not being biased. He wasn't doing anything. He was being professional no. as yeah. hell. I mean, I, yeah. I love Shiraz. You know, he's been on here a couple of times. I've talked to him many times very intelligent man and he really he really you know he really approached it like a professional but you know mm -hmm. of course you got all these other you know like deadline or whatever going like well this guy i mean he said man of steel was a masterpiece it's like so what yeah they dug up his some of his old articles and stuff and i'm like yeah that shouldn't matter um yeah. but that idea of you can't be a fan and and be a journalist at the same time that's that has been my problem with trying to get the story yeah. out yeah. even after i had ray's interview and i wanted to take it and get it to other outlets no one really wanted to hear it because you know i i i'm a fan you know yeah. and so that it's almost like a stigma um and 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 be but, yeah yeah but it's one that i wear you know i'll i'll wear proudly because i'm like um the article that I wrote last year about whitewashing 
in the Justice League. Um, the the title was Will Zack Snyder's the um, Will the Snyder Cut Prove Whitewashing in the Justice League? Mm-hmm. A year later, you have Shiraz's article come out, and you have Whedon doing all of this this shit to you know like cover it up, and you have Ray saying yes, there was. <laughs> you know, there was actual whitewashing in the in the Justice League. So it's like, you know, eventually if you report the truth and put it out there, eventually it'll come out. So oh, that's course. where that's I, I have faith in that. And so oh, yeah. even if, you know, I can't get the larger outlets to to do anything, Medium has been really great about, you know, supporting me and backing me and just distributing my work. Um so I'll just stick it there and let the world decide, you know, what they want to do with it. And so far they responded very, very well um, to that article and the one that I did recently about Nadria Tucker. Um, that was another one that people kind of wanted to kind of keep their hands off of. And I just said, you know what, I'll just, you know, I'm going to report it out and put her word out, her, her voice out there and let, you know, we'll the let, universe decide. Mm-hmm. Let it, yeah, let it decide. I mean, and then, and then you were, uh, yeah, you were one of the people that were really pushing, of course. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess you were kind of like the main person that was kind of pushing this whole uh, the hashtag us united um, thing. Um, that, you know, kept in. Huh? <laughs> I just said, uh, um, <laughs> um, yeah, well, well that, I, mean, I, I was I was helping. So, yeah, I have a background in yeah. you know, PR and, and helping to like so the book the marina that i did the book for they had a really really terrible you know relationship with the city the town and Uh they were a municipal municipal you know body um so that that was kind of a problem and so my job became mending the relationship with the community in the marina and i did that um and so by the time i left you know the marina was supporting local programs and there were field trips happening and they were in the, the yearly parade and things like that. So whenever I was brought in and brought in and, and, and told about the hashtag, I thought, I know how to do this. I can yeah. make, it. you know, the fandom. I mean, you've seen them. The fandom, they're fighting. The infighting has been atrocious. <laughs> I mean, people. Oh, like, you don't even know. You don't even know. Like, yeah, oh gosh, I, I've, been I've, been in, I've been in the thick of it. I've been in the thick of it. I, oh, yeah, I took I a step back. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the memes. Yeah. They, yeah. they get they got pretty creative about you. Um <laughs> and Garza too. Garza has been a guy. Um he's another one I'd like to talk to because he's been a guy that's been they they they've got pretty creative about him too. Oh, yeah. um, but, but there's there's like such this division. And so when I was talking to people about, you know, what to do to bring the fandom back together, then when the hashtag was um came up when it was created, developed. I'm like, okay, I know how to push this. I know how to get it yeah. out. And I know how to get people to start using it and maybe start becoming more positive. And so that's what I did. And I was just basically, you know, um, trying to encourage it and trying to influence it to get, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, a lot faster than I thought it would. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was great. So it definitely, yeah. it definitely, uh, jumped out there and then of course having um snyder and uh everybody pretty much just uh, I mean, backing no. it up i mean this past week <laughs> has been pretty uh pretty crazy i mean what was what was what, what was some of your favorite moments that came out this week when it came to like posting images and stuff um well so my favorite um i think my favorite moment was like early on when people were like trying to they were 
they started telling others, you know, okay, we got to stop this. And there were actually people who were saying, okay, I know I did this. Like the day that I said, I'm going to unblock people. I am going to unblock people myself and start over. There were others who did the same thing. And they were, there were actual apologies made between people that day. I could not believe it. There were apologies made. There were like friendships mended. I could not believe it was happening. Um, oh, yeah, it happened. With, course, actually, it ha- actually yeah. happened with me, which, you know, last last year, I, like I said, I was in the thick of all the uh, the craziness. And, you know, there. I mean, it got to it got so bad where um, they were trying some of those guys are trying to link me to suicide memes about Autumn Snyder. They were linked <laughs> to that somehow. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember, I remember when that happened and I was like going, how the hell am I linked to this? And I literally like, when I remember when I, I got home from work, I was like going, I was, uh, I was getting in people's DMs going like, how am I linked to this? And I was trying to figure out exactly how it mm-hmm. was happening. And it was pretty, pretty crazy. And then I finally got a legit answer where somebody was like, no, it was all made up, dude. They were trying to just, destroy, they were trying to destroy your credibility and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was insane. Like I couldn't believe it because I was like, there's no way in hell that mm-hmm. I would actually post anything, any kind of meme about suicide. And, you know, mm-hmm. and in speaking of suicide guys, um, the donation link for AFSP is uh, down below. If you guys still want to donate still there, I'm putting it at the bottom of every, my, all the videos that I'm posting. So if you haven't made a donation yet, please do. It's always for a good cause. This is what it's all about. This is what the yes. hashtag is all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 100%. I mean, yes, well, of course, we love all the goodies, like the uh, images I'm showing right now, which uh, a lot of the people that are part of the movie tweeted out or Instagrammed out or whatever the heck. But uh, it's all for a good cause. But, yeah, I mean, it, it got pretty crazy. But but you're right. I've actually received a couple of, of apologies from people that mm-hmm. did not like me last year they hate they thought i was like again i don't know why they thought i was against a lot of things i'm like i i i mean like i make videos anything about the snyder cut anything about zach snyder i'm all bad about it but they were like trying to make me like anti-snyder and but it just mm-hmm. didn't make sense but i've actually also have received some apologies which i was like fantastic yeah no hard yeah. feelings water on the bridge let's come yeah. together let's unite come yeah. on yeah. See, it worked. It does. It did uh, work. It did it work. Did. I, mean, I mean, there's always going to be those, there's always going to be that section that's not going to be about it. And I get that. Yeah. You know? I sent I mean, over 50 block um, yeah. and reports. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, there was going to be, I remember I saw that you were going to unblock people and some other people were going to block people. I'm like, eh, there's some people that I'm not going to unblock because I just know they're not going to follow suit. They're not going to, they're not yeah. going to be about it. And sure enough, they're not about it, but it's, mm-hmm. You know yeah. what can you do? There's always going to be those those people, you know. Yeah, and I was sure to. I I I, and I made sure that I said every time, "Hey, do not do this if you do not feel comfortable." Because I'm I'm not a proponent of everybody needs to forgive and forget because some things cannot be forgiven and you should no. not be forced to forgive them. You know, yeah. I mean, so there's some certain things that people have been a victim of. They should not be forced to let you know to um let their you know aggressor off the hook that's no that makes no sense to me so yeah. i was sure to say okay this is my personal decision no one else has to do it but i was amazed at how many people actually did and it was amazing no, um so that was great. like that was like one of the best um things for me and then whenever i started seeing um the memes that people were making like the individual 
fans were making like these were not memes coming from like um a, a company or from twitter these were coming from fans who were actually you know doing the memes and the gifts and the videos and and things and it was the creativity of the fandom is amazing i mean it, it's amazing it so, really is i mean though i mean yeah, there's like I said, there's always going to be that small little section. There's always going to be that, and I'm and I and I just tell people like like you know what, just ignore. If you have to mm-hmm. mute, you don't have to full on block, but you can mute, which I've done many times because it's just like there's nothing you're going to do. I mean, if they're going to be again, and it, but it's kind of it always struck me as weird when it's like you literally have like Zack Snyder himself going us united ha- using the hashtag. You mm-hmm. got the other people. You, I mean, you got. I mean, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, you know, mm-hmm. I know, I know Gal Gadot. Ray is yeah. Yes. Yeah. J- Jason Momoa. And of course, mm-hmm. Ray Fisher. And, you know, I mean, I know some people are wondering like, oh, what happened with Gal? I think there was a little bit of like a uh, conflict when it came to the Wonder Woman 84 news. That's why she, yeah. but she still supported. She liked Zack Snyder's uh, donation uh, tweet. So yeah. I was like, okay, I, I understand that. I mean, there's still a business that's happening right now when it comes to these movies and, her mm-hmm. movie has been just stuck in limbo with all this pandemic shit, which is like, which sucks. Right. And, and now it, it's 60 days out, you know, yes. with the marketing that's yeah. That marketing is intense right now for wonder woman. So yeah, she, she can't deviate from that probably. Yeah. Yeah. She can't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure when, when it, when she received the news that, you know, HBO max is going to stream it and they have this plan. Um, I think that's, I, I honestly think, and that would be a, a thing that I would ask Zack Snyder if he ever to show up again, is he tweeted out the Us United of her, of Wonder Woman, like early on. And I was like, I bet he did that because she couldn't do that because of everything that happened. You know, I was like, it, I found, I, I, I when he tweeted out an image of her, you know, holding the shield, Us United, yep. I was like, interesting because, you know, why wouldn't she do that? And then... Oh, probably because of the HBO Max Wonder Woman 84 news. She couldn't, she was probably told not to do that because there was a conflict of whatever the heck, you know? Yeah. I I think last year I had this conversation with uh, some people about, um, they were asking about cast members who last year were not as vocal. Yeah. And I tried to explain to people how, you know, in marketing. Cavill. Yeah. These things are are very carefully crafted. Very tight. And, and so, I mean, it's even down to telling them what they can and cannot say and can and cannot tweet. And a lot of them will just be like, okay, I'm just not doing social media so I don't, you know, break a contract or piss anybody off. But it's more more of break a contract, you know, at that point um, with marketing because there's it's very, very, like, it's insanely carefully crafted, you know, oh, yeah. um, on what they can do and what moves they can make and what they can and cannot say. So a lot of people just opt not to, to do anything and just to stay on the safe side, just do whatever they tell you to. And that's it. No more. Um, that's why a lot of celebrities um, have, don't have social media. Yeah. Um, when it, when it came to Henry Cavill last year, when it came to like the big push on November 17th, which I think is now just going to be a holiday for us, yes. it's really going to be deemed a holiday for us. Um, and like a lot of people are like, oh, is Cavill going to push it, push it? And I remember, you know, I was talking to people behind the scenes and I heard that Affleck and Godot were going to do it. I was like, before they actually did it, I was like, holy shit, like this, this is, this is big. Something is mm-hmm. like happening right now. 
but it was very iffy when it came to Cavill. And then when it didn't happen with Cavill, I was like, guys, he's in, you know, he's stuck between, he wants to get his new Superman movie. He's stuck between Warner brothers and Warner media. It's, it's all a big thing. Like, don't, don't get upset with him. He, Mm -hmm. he probably wants to do. And then look what happened. Look what happened this year when when Zack Snyder's Justice League got announced. He was there. He was he yeah. showed up to the live stream, you know, at the end of the Man of Steel watch when it happened. Like it was when I saw that, I was like, oh, I can't be more happy. The fact that Cavill was there, you know, kind of telling Snyder, hey, announce it. I want to show <laughs> my face without it being all effed up. You know, when right. it, yes. The, the cast film. support. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I know people doubt, um, but they the cast fully support this, and they they will do whatever they can. Oh, it's yeah. just like you know, there are lawyers, there are market, there are contracts, and we we have to be understandable. That's another thing about you know the fandom, and I and I hope that with the US United hashtag and all the talks that we kind of kind of maybe can do better at is just you know with the dragging of people. <laughs> um, there's a lot of times that a lot of people are dragged through the mud by the fandom and they really shouldn't be because um, this stuff is out of their hands, you know, Um, or they shouldn't be because, well, this is what they do. Like today um, with grace and um, yeah. yeah, And I'm like, (laughs) I ended up telling somebody, you know, okay. Yeah. um, The girl has to eat, you know, she's got (laughs) to pay her bills. Yeah. So whenever some far fetched, hot take is put out by her i'm just thinking oh yeah she's got she's got to buy some groceries okay that's what that is um because <laughs> all the clicks that's what the clicks are doing they're paying her bills and i'm like yeah. I, I don't hold it against her that's what this industry does it makes you have to do stuff like that to keep the lights on well, you know well i think when it, when it comes to yeah when it comes to grace i think it's like you know, she has sources. She's she's gotten to a point, and you know what? I mean, regardless of what you feel about her, I mean, I don't always watch her stuff too. You know, I was never really like, you know, there were some times where I was like, ah, Grace, eh, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've been vocal about it, but I always, I'll always respect her, and I'll I'll respect anyone for building their brand to yeah. where get it to where it is. I mean, she is busted. She's she busts her ass to get where mm-hmm. she is. I mean. For God's sake! I mean, like last year, she she ended up having a cameo in the in uh, Zombieland, the Zombieland sequel. I mean, oh yeah, that's awesome. Girl that's is good awesome. at what she does. Yeah, she's yes. good at what she does. She's a pro. But yes. um, she really and, is. And I, I, her, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she is really good at what she does. But I just think people need to like whenever she is wrong. <laughs> I mean, it, it, be a little, be a little like you know, hesitant. Don't always attack, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, know. I, I mean, that's the so she can keep the lights on and let it go. You know, she's getting some good <laughs> I stuff. Mean, I mean, I, and it's funny too because I've actually, you know, I, I've I've talked to people on Twitter where it's like, oh, Grace is lying. Grace is lying. I'm like, I don't think she's actually lying. She just got fed information that probably was misinformation. You know, she yeah. has. She has like uh, these sources from Warner Brothers pictures. I mean, when it comes to the Snyder Cut stuff, I mean, it's a different thing. It's Warner Media. It's AT&T. And I've said this time and time again, when it comes to like some of these people that are like getting scoops from Warner Brothers pictures, it's like, it's not the same. I mean, Warner Brothers pictures were, act. I mean, those people were, I mean, some of those people were actively trying to, you know, squash the whole Snyder Cut thing. They didn't want it to come out. They did not. But Warner Media 
you know, this whole new guard that we're trying to get out there. We're trying to get rid of the old guard, which is what Fisher is trying to do with his investigation. Get rid of that old guard. We got this new guard that's coming out that is totally like, hey, you know, this is care. This is director driven. We want to give the opportunities to whoever can, like, you know, give us a good product and everything. You know, we want that. We don't want mm-hmm. this old guard anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that what what Warner Brothers Pictures and what Fisher is really trying to do with his investigation is trying to get all that toxicity out of there. So then yeah. we just get the shit that we want to see and we want to hear the, the stories told from, you know, diverse minds and everything. You know? yeah. 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 And, and, and listening to the fans, I mean, HBO max basically had to come out and basically say, okay, these people are subscribers. Yes. <laughs> Why would you not give them what you want? What you want, you know, exactly. this is like dollar bills. You know, each each person is yeah. like, you know, money. So why are mm-hmm. we, you know, fighting them? Why why not give them what they want? Exactly. You know, and take the money. Yeah. I, to me, that's like the, the simplest thing. And I don't yeah. understand why Warner Brothers fought against the fandom for so long I and gaslit the fandom and, and trolled them when you could have been making money off of them this whole time. Exactly. They the merch. I mean, well, we, they, I say they, we, I mean, I've got several. <laughs> I mean, we will buy the merch. We will buy the tickets. We will, yeah. you know, we will do all of it. If you give it to us and why fight it? You, you could have made billions by now. if you would have just worked with us. I mean, they thought Avengers was uh, a lot. I mean, come on now. I think yeah. DC fans are more rabid uh, and, you know, um, more willing to give up the, the dollars than, and they would have made money. They would have made tons of money if they would have given it up sooner. They totally would have. But I mean, it, it is crazy how, you know, these past three years since Justice League came out or Justice League, we should call it. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's been a crazy journey because I mean, I mean, I've, I've said this before, I think earlier this week and, you know, the, the relationships, the friendships that have come from it, you know, mm-hmm. the connections that we've all had. I mean, I mean, it, it is I mean, even when Snyder was on here last Friday, I mean, it was like he was he praised how it's like, wow, like how, you know, he thought it wasn't going, going to be anything. It was just going to be like his movie was just going to be like some kind of relic locked mm-hmm. up somewhere, like in fucking at the end of Indiana Jones in a yeah. warehouse. The Warner Brothers warehouse just locked up somewhere. 50 years from now, like yeah. kind of like the Disney movies that they bring yeah. them out of the vault. They open the vault <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, you can watch. But I mean, he, he didn't think, but then all of a sudden, you know, when, when he was just, he just did his thing. He got, you know, he started teasing his stuff and just working with his fans. Mm-hmm. And, I love, and, I, and I love the fact, I mean, I mean, even Garza, you know, posted a, posted an article talking about how he's utilizing, you know, a fan base, and, you know, that was one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, with you is like you had the League of uh, Mayhem that you guys mm-hmm. did. Snyder showed on there a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, uh, Meg and Amanda Colbert are like, um, I wanted to talk to you about that one specifically. Yeah. You guys just, uh, debuted your new episode. It was called, uh, I think Meg put it on her channel called Wonder Friends, right? Yeah, it was called the yeah. Wonder Friends, the Origins episode. And it's yeah. kind of. I don't know. They might kick me if I give you. Will give you too much. I, I don't know if I want to tell <laughs> oh, it's you. Okay. It's like something if, if amazing that problem, I did. If Meg okay. has a problem, I'll just send her like three pops and she'll. Okay. Be okay. So I'm so fine. you'll you'll get Meg. I'll keep Meg off of me. How yes, about Amanda? Yes, yes. Can you like, handle Amanda too? 
Um, I, I'll leave that to Steven. I'll leave that to okay. Steven. But okay. I can okay. do Like I said, I can send her some Funko Pops and she'll be fine. Okay, so if you and Steven got me, I, I think I may be able to mention okay, good. something we've got cooking. Ooh. Um, We have thought about this and thought about this. And Meg is, you know how great Meg is at streaming yep. and at, at, at creative she is. I mean, she gave me such a glow up on my videos from for the Black Kate. I don't know yeah. if, you, if you guys go on my, my YouTube channel, uh, Black Kate Media. You can see my latest videos, like the in, the the whole intro. Meg, you know, did that. So, um, the editing is mine. Some of it's a little bumpy, but don't make no, that's not her. Um, <laughs> but um, but so she's always wanted to, you know, kind of help other fans who have come to her, you know, saying, "Oh, I've always wanted to stream. I just don't know how." Yeah. And you know, I've got this whole teachery side, and so does Amanda, where we love, you know, we want to help people. We want to teach you how to, you know, put yourself out there and how to build something of your own and find yourself, you know, and find a space for you, you know, this fandom you love. So we are starting a channel that is going to be all about the fans and doing fan stuff. And it's going to feature at first, it's going to feature us. Um, and 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 Fatma is another, um, uh, fan who's going to be on there. It's going to feature us and, and us doing just our fan weirdness. <laughs> but we're also going to <laughs> make space for others um, who want to learn and who want to try and who want to, you know, start up. If I have a place to start, have a place to speak out, to, you know, Good. you know, basically be themselves, you know. So, I mean, it's it's going to be a little bit different than what you guys have. You know, your show is all about you. And that's fine. Yeah, and that's good. That's great. Yes. And a lot of people look at you and they're like, "I wish I could do that." So <laughs> we want yeah. to do a channel that's going to allow them space to and allow them space while they're getting coached to to become that. No, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, when uh, I talked to Meg about your guys' idea and like just bringing on, you know, different voices throughout the mm-hmm. and stuff I'm like that's great you know that's absolutely fantastic do that give them a voice i mean uh, it's not i mean doing this stuff it's not easy i mean sometimes mm-hmm. you know it's not there's sometimes where i'm like oh my god i gotta do a live stream right now oh you know and sometimes <laughs> it could be a little nerve-wracking but you know once the camera's on and the microphone's hot i'm like okay let's do this and there's some people i mean i get hit up all the time like hey I'm thinking about starting a YouTube channel. I mean, like I always tell people, I'm like, Hey, just do it. Just turn on the camera, turn on the microphone and just do it. Okay. You should see my early videos. They suck. But even <laughs> videos that I did last week, I'll be like, that sucked. You know, it's always going to be a trial and error. You know, it's mm-hmm. never going to be perfect. It's not, you know, just all you got to do is just do it. Just do it. Just turn on the camera, just turn on the microphone and just do it. You know, just yeah. have a perspective, have an opinion, have, mm-hmm. You know, try to find a niche. That's just it's yep. just the way it is, you know. And so yep. I'm glad that you guys are doing that. You're giving the voices to those people that might be a little ner- nervous about doing that. Yeah, giving them the support. I mean, we're calling it uh, our little incubator, you know, yeah, where they can go. start. They get like they have that. a little support, you know. We can, like, mother over them, you know, like Amanda <laughs> and I do. We can mother over them and, you know, nurture them. And then when they feel like they want to do their own, well, you've already got a following from people who fly. watching you and you can like fly and go on your own. Yes. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you can watch your babies fly away. Yes. It's, um, it's but, but it, I think it, I think it's, I think it's like, it would be, it's going to be a great opportunity. I really 
see it. Um, one of the things that when I was in talks about what are we going to do for the anniversary and then with the Us United, Us United hashtag, one of the things that came up was what is going to be the new mission for the fandom? What is going to be the, what are people going to look forward to? And, and one, that that's what kind of got me thinking about this is like, well, they can look forward to making their own space. Yeah. Community. And so in a community, yeah. you have your own little house, your own little business, your own little. And so this is one, our way of helping people start their own little space in the community. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I mean, I, I like I said, like when I heard about the idea, I'm like, perfect. Great. Do that. And, and you know, and, and if that's going to even if I can have any kind of assistance on it and, you know, bring them on to this or whatever to have like a relaxing conversation, have a couple of drinks, whatever, we'll, you know, just promote. And I, I mean, when, when it came to all this, especially during the pandemic, I was like, hey, people are craving content. If you mm-hmm. want to put content out there, people are going to swallow it up right now because people are, you know, they're stuck at home, you know, mm-hmm. wherever, wherever location they're at. And, you know, specifically when it comes around, like when it comes around our uh, fandom, it's like, you know, a lot of people don't even know, like, what, what, wait, wait a minute, there's a whole other Justice League movie coming out. It's like, yeah. And mm-hmm. if you want to learn the backstory, there's many voices out there that have a perspective about it. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about it. Listen to them, you know, and mm-hmm. if you want to talk about it, come on, let's talk about it. So, yeah, 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 there's plenty. And, and there's, I mean, there's this whole thing that i talk about you know that everybody's like afraid that there's like there's this only a certain amount of topics a certain amount of audience that yeah. scarcity thing just really gets on my nerves because there's not there's <laughs> billions of people in the world and yeah. they all have different interests and they all create content and you know there's so there's all these hours in the day you've got uh, all these you know all this access and you know not well no one person can fill all that for for somebody you know and so there's you know there's there's room for you there's room there for, there's room for all of us so room, yeah. room for all of us at the table yeah yeah so um i'll save that i won't tell you the name yet i mean okay. that's me from getting you know my ass kicked by the the ladies but um I, I, but I will tell you that's the, the concept though so that's good you guys heard it here first exclusivo <laughs> had to throw that in there. Had to throw that in there. But uh, no, I appreciate you, uh, you know, talking about that. I'm going to go ahead and start bringing some people in here. We got uh, Scott McClellan. We got Shiraz. And we got Mr. John Aaron Garza, who's covering it. <laughs> right now. Don't be uh, shy, Garza. I was, I was uh, itching my head. No, that was right. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. right. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard Garza's name like a lot. Like, oh, there's a lot right. of people. It has a lot of stuff to say about this Garza dude. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? It's all that. You know what, dude? But, uh, hey, Scott, I, thank you for uh, purchasing the Got Ham shirt. Look at that right there. I have to say, it is a very, it is, it is a very well-fitting, comfortable shirt, perfectly yeah. available at the Teespring store you see right down below you. Yes. Many uh-huh. designs right available. It's you want to got ham shirt, which of course is just you know obviously it's Gotham, <laughs> and it's uh you know it's it, it's catered to uh, you Batman fans out there. Obviously, you could there see you go, how it all works right there. Look at that! It's got the it's got the bat signal as well as some of his uh, most important uh, villains in the Rogues Gallery. So thank you, hey, Scott. Guys, and seriously, chip the extra three dollars. Go for the premium, dude. I'm telling shirt. you, when I mean, it, when it worth... comes to shirts. Oh. My, Dude, I, I learned this I with Ink to the People. The three bucks, it's worth it. it. 
it's worth it. It's worth yeah, it. Yeah, three bucks is worth it. It is worth it. I always go for premium, and, and I always want to have that option because I'm like, I hate it when I get like uh, when I order a shirt and it shows up and it feels like fucking sandpaper. Like, yes. oh my god, like ah, no. You know, but I love it when it's like uh, when it's nice and it feels soft and it fits nice and perfectly. And I'm like, there it is. There it yep. is. So, hey, well, how's it going, guys? Shiraz, how you doing, sir? What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? A lot of congratulations around first to you, Dave, man. Just oh, man. last stream last week, man. You Jeez. inspired everybody. You brought a lot of money on uh, for AFSP, man. Just that's you yeah. showed everyone how to do it, man. You showed everyone how to do it. So Dude. big congrats on that. And then I Joe, appreciate- just hearing. Hearing the idea that you've been putting on with uh, Meg and, and, and Fatima and everyone, it's actually, and Amanda, it sounds great, honestly, and I can't wait to see that well, come thanks. to fruition. And then, of course, Mr. Garza, you know, he's, he got his, he got his <laughs> time to shine today with, with Zach. You know, it's, it's funny because, uh, like Dude, I, said, I mean, she's heard, my, she's heard my name a lot, but she, you know, I, I'm not, and I'm not, this is not me bullshitting and I'm not like you, you guys know when I'm, I'm, like I'm joking or I'm being facetious and I'm not He's about to say at something this point weird time. Again. No, it's just yeah. like it's it's been that way since literally like fucking like middle school. Like I, it's <laughs> it's always been that way. It's never and it, and it it's probably just because of the way that I carry myself and the way that I uh-huh. you know I just I am like I don't I'm very very vocal when it comes to a lot of people um you know having issues with me or or giving a shit about me good or bad. And so like it, because of that, cause I acknowledge the good and the bad side of it, you know, the, the my name starts, you know, people start getting either frustrated of it or they start uh, laughing and talking about it. So it happens, you know, man. But, but I mean, but yeah, the fact, the fact that you wrote this article about, you know, Snyder, uh, doing the reverse engineering of, uh, you know, the press cycle, you know, I, I spoke about it too. It was like, you know, the fact that he was utilizing his family, he was doing something different. He was changing the game, you know, and, and you wrote this article and Snyder was like, you know what? I like this. And he posted it on Vero saying just, just one little word. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Which, which if you read, you know, which again, it, you know, I wrote this article today. Like I, you know, it's 2000 words. So I, I was like, you know what? Just two thousand words, Garza. Seriously, yeah. well, yeah. twenty-two seventy-five. Sorry, if you wanted to know the exact. <laughs> you want to get exact? You want to get be particular? But but my point though is that you know it came to me because you know after the seventeenth and, and and knowing kind of everything that he has been doing and leading up to all this and the the kind of dichotomy that's kind of shifted and the paradigm shift that's actually really changed. Seriously, going through the article and as I was writing it, I was like, dude. Like looking at it from 2013 and how things were, because I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember in 2008, I remember when I first got told about Heath Ledger and I didn't write this exactly in there just because I was like, I don't feel like going too deep into it. But I was working at Best Buy at the time and this my one of my associates had um, he told me that he'd heard it on this site called JoeBlow.com. And his first thought and his first reaction after he said the name JoeBlow.com was, do believe me it's not a bad site or anything like that it's all about geek stuff and all that because at that point in time in 2008 you didn't have i mean you barely had sites to really go to about film culture or film not at all and and so hearing the name joe blow his first thought was to, to warn me first like oh no don't worry about the name just believe me you should go there and check it out and so that's when i first started like recognizing that they were doing something. And that was actually one of the first few sites that I ever actually watched or, you know, read. 
And then, as I explained in the article, you know, going to watch Man of Steel, I didn't know all these like articles that were involved with MCU and, and all that. Like, I didn't read any of that because Joe Blow didn't do any of that. And yeah. so, when I saw Man of Steel, I was like, oh, dude, I loved it. And then I, I was seeing a lot of people say that, no, you're wrong for it. And then, same thing with BBS. It was like I was. They were telling me that I was in the wrong for liking the film. Well, Garza, you know that's the reason that Tim and I started our show was after Man mm-hmm. of Steel. We were just like, we got, we finally got fed up with people yeah. telling us the movie that we loved sucked, and we <laughs> right. were like, and yeah. and and uh, similar, to, and I love what Joe was talking about and, and what she's doing with Megan Amanda because I feel like those of us in the fandom who who find a way to have a voice we then pay it forward by empowering someone mm-hmm. else because i can't tell you how many people have commented about us after 5 years about dude you were like our oasis in the desert somebody actually yeah. liked this stuff <laughs> and and even today I want to give a shout out to the Geek Ultimate Alliance because that's a network of podcasters that half of them, <laughs> or if not more, were listeners of ours. And they actually like listened to our shows, interacted with us, picked our brains, got some tech help from Tim, and they went off and created their own network. And it's just so fun to go look at them and go, oh, there's Greg, there's Nathan, there's Travis. Like, And they still listen to our stuff, and now we're listening to their <laughs> stuff. And it's just this... I love the community that, that we participate in, where we where it's not, oh, they're doing a show and they're competition. It's like, mm-hmm. no, cool. I can go listen. Like, they now have a voice. And I can go download and listen to their stuff yeah, the way they spent all those years listening to my yeah. stuff. It's not yep. like it's it's not like when you know uh, when you have like shows competing for like a spot on TV on like uh, you know at six o'clock or late night hosts like competing for like you know the eleven thirty spot you know you can listen to whenever I'm like when 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 people even when like maybe sometimes our like live streams overlap I'm like guys. We can you can always go back. You can always go back <laughs> instantly to watch something. And I mean, there's been times where I remember I think there was one time uh with you guys that was like, Oh wait, you guys are gonna be overlapping around the same time, or there's been times with uh Swenson or something like that. And I'm like, Hey guys, you know, choose whoever you wanna watch. You can always go back, it's perfectly fine. And I'm yeah. like, if you wanna watch them, perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm good with that because these are my friends. It's fine. It's and then Shiraz. I know you've been doing the same thing, especially with writing. And like, yeah, it. It's. I mean, yeah. talk about some of that because I, I've been following that only because once once I found out about you, yeah, I think probably around 2016. Um, it, it it's been it's been something to follow, and it's it's been one of the reasons I respect you so much. Oh, and the respect goes both ways for sure. I think. Uh, the story that you guys have been pointing out between Garza talking about how he felt after Man of Steel and with you and you guys, Scott, as well, you and Tim with Man of Steel. For us, it was right around the lead up to Batman versus Superman. We were seeing mm-hmm. it might have been after the Doomsday trailer, the second trailer or something when my <laughs> brothers and I were sitting there and we're like, I don't know, like this there's something missing in this space where I feel like there's there's a vacuum. Someone can get in there and try something new. And there's especially a vacuum when it came to people of color doing it and and especially in the fandoms i was like okay if someone's gonna do it at some point we can't just keep waiting 
for someone else to do it. Let's just mm-hmm. try it, yes. you know? And it, it started very quickly. Like, with the Twitter page, Twitter page becomes a site. Site becomes YouTube. And then Synergy gets started. And then we start building the community aspect, which I think is the perfect word you started. You said the community, because that's what comic book debate became very quickly. It was like, okay, we're going to bring on writers and content creators who are new and who are just starting out and who might not get a shot otherwise and let them just put their stuff out, publish it to an audience and see what sticks and see what doesn't and learn themselves through the process because we were learning with them. We were all in the trenches together. There was no hierarchy where it's like, okay, one guy is up here and everyone is here. Now we're all, uh, we're all fans and we're all trying to create content and do something new in a space where um, it was a wild, wild west in a sense, especially for the DC mm-hmm. fandom where yes. there wasn't a hierarchy. With Marvel, you had a sense of here are the journalists or here are the content creators who you know are going to cover Marvel. But the DC space, especially when the DCEU was starting, well, that wasn't there. And you guys were doing it in, in the podcast space. And of course, Dave was doing it on the YouTube end. But it was like, who's going to do it on the site and who's going to start writing right. and, and doing editorials? And that's why I think yep. um, well, us and then Real Anarchy and that- well, and that's how that's how I, I realized, and that's actually how I discovered Stephen Colbert and Andrew Dice because it got to the point yes. that I was looking at Screen Rant because I started transitioning to Screen Rant, and like I would go every day or every that's week, it was like some new article. Well, don't don't let him talk it. Don't let him talk it because I'm telling my story. It became, and I don't even want to. I'll just say Andrew Dice is part of it, not Stephen, because now he's here. So it was like it, it got to the point where you know you would read the comments because you were like questioning it. Like if you read a positive article, you were like, "Oh, I guarantee you, they're tearing the shit up in the comments." Like, "Oh, I can't wait to see the comments because this is actually a good read." And so it'd get to the point where they were like, "Oh, this must be an Andrew Dice or Stephen Colbert article," and, and, and you know that that was how I recognized who the the, the articles are written by. So what did I do? I started every time I'd see an article about it. First thing I'd do is if it was an article about BVS, I'd be like, is it by Stephen Colbert? Is it by Andrew Dice? If it's not, I'm not fucking reading it. I don't care. And you know what? And and I remember Ray and Brent, especially Ray doing the same thing on fans without borders. It was like, if they were going to talk about it, they were like, Okay, who's this by first? Like uh, yeah, that, that yeah. was almost like that was almost like a a, a litmus the first test. First thing you look at yeah. is the author. Because right. and, exactly. And, and it was only because these people were were so against DC at that time. And so like, okay, so that was BVS and and again, in my head, that was me basing it off of the theatrical version, right? Which is, you know, that's what made me fall in love with it. So for anybody that thinks that the, the theatrical version is shit compared to the UE, well, I mean, come on guys, like if we had no idea about these extra 30 minutes, I loved BBS the way it was. Okay. Yeah. It's shitty that those 30 minutes got taken out, but I, I, I wasn't there at that point in time. I didn't have to say. So I, I appreciate the theatrical cut for what it did. It oh, gave yeah. me the United, you know, the ultimate oh, edition, man. which I love. When I watched and it, so, I mean, my, my buddy's shoulder, like, probably was like raw because I was like, oh, dude, dude, yeah. dude it's a flash. I mean, flash is coming. No, no, I, you know, I was there. I was there for that Thursday night preview of BBS. I literally. Left work, like <laughs> the bell rang at three fifteen. I yeah. was out the door beating my beating the buses. Like my car was like, I am not getting stuck behind the buses. I am getting to that movie theater. I got there. I got there at four. I I, I got there like at four o'clock. I forgot when the movie started. I didn't care. Right, I just stood outside the theater, and I remember my my wife joined me. My dad, my uncle, my cousin, like 
it's so weird that BVS became like this family affair. Like we had like six seats in a row. And it actually wasn't my wife because my wife took me for my birthday so she could see it. So it was just my, (laughs) my, someone had to watch the kids. Sorry. Sorry, honey. (laughs) And so it was like my dad, my uncle, my cousin, and we were just all sitting there. And, and I was like, you know, I I was, the opening, the opening credits, I was like, what the hell am I watching? Like I was just so enamored with it because I'd never seen anything like this. It was the same thing with my brother. It was the same thing with my brothers and I. We pulled that 9 p.m. showing Thursday night preview. (laughs) Showed up after that. I'm telling you, we pulled it all nighter. Like we just talked about the movie all night about every theory. Like just it became like we were kids again, and it was like, what's gonna happen next? What's gonna happen next? Oh, what's Mm -hmm. happening here? What's happening here? It just became like this surreal moment between the four of us brothers, and we're like. This was something different, and that was a theatrical mm-hmm. cut. So I'm also with you there, Garza. That you know, yeah, exactly. theatrical ultimate. Listen, we all felt that like euphoric experience coming out of BVS, right. regardless of cut. Of course, ultimate cut made it that much better, but theatrical had things going for it. Oh, yeah. And I also love that I had theories after theatrical cut that when we saw the <laughs> ultimate edition, yeah, I was I like, was, oh, I, I was right, and I yeah. remember I, I said, Tim, I you're going to pull the audio and you're going to <laughs> prove that I was right. He's like. Only if you give me the timestamp, I went. <laughs> give me yeah. ten minutes. Oh no! Like- I will find that timestamp. So on our ultimate edition review, which is I just I loved him. He named the episode "Funnel Fairy Butterbar" because <laughs> <For the laughs> it was like I finally have the subtitles to figure out what Alfred is saying. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And, and no, 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 I, like, I remember. I remember just going like, "Okay, wait a minute. How did Superman not see that bomb in there?" I'm like, "There's got to be a reason." And sure yeah. enough. Then it was like explained in the ultimate. Oh, it was the ultimate edition. Mom was it like, was, yeah, same was thing. Same away. thing with the Nairomi. It was like, because yeah. Avery had asked me, she was like, why would she was confused a little bit? She was like, why would they think he did it? And I said, because yeah. we're watching kind of him at the end. They don't know what happened with these people. And she's like, oh, okay. So she understood. And my, and my theory was Lex was having the people bumped off in prison who had mm-hmm. the bad brand. Like it wasn't an actual, like, People weren't actually killing people with the bat brand. I was like, oh, that's Lex doing that. And then you see the ultimate edition. I was just like, Yeah. Dude, I, I still I still remember when um when before the ultimate edition came out and they teased the scene. I mean, like I, I remember just just being a you know a Batman fan that I am and seeing like the shot of you know when Lex after he broke into Lex. Lex Court, and oh, did you see him, drop, see him yeah. drop down? I was like, I literally, I remember just taking off my glasses, like, why would what? Uh, oh my god, why yeah. would they take that out? It's like literally like one point seven seconds. I'm like, that was perfect. Oh. So, so Joe, I had I had a question for you because since you kind of you, you kind of got <laughs> indoctrinated <laughs> into this after <laughs> after Justice League, yeah. I, I, I really am kind of curious, like. Were you aware of Man of Steel BVS, or did you do some homework after that whole experience? Uh, okay, dude. Um, okay, let me tell you something. I, I'm married to, like, the biggest Superman fan, I think, probably ever. Um, well, no, not ever. He has friends now that I've, I've questioned that. But um, I, he, we, we, like, um, had this – before we got married, he made me promise to name our firstborn born child, our firstborn son, Kal-El. Now, I thought that we would like eventually, like, um, like you know, grow out of that because we were like young. We got married, and it's like, oh, you know, he won't stick to that. Yeah, sure enough, um, that's my son, my seventeen-year-old son's name. 
uh, Kalel. Um, so with the anyway. hyphen, with the hyphen, or is it okay, Kalel? So I did not. I did not put the hyphen on his birth certificate, but the boy hyphenates his, his name now. So, nice. um, <laughs> so anyway, so yes, of course, I knew about these movies. Um, I knew we talked, and he, my husband and son, dissected these movies so much that I knew I knew uh, a lot and more than I thought I should about these movies. I and I was um, in grad school, uh, finishing up grad school at the time. I had a whole grad school paper that I wrote um, for one of my classes on um, about you know uh, transmedia adaptations and you know about how to do it. I, how to incorporate fan input and get it done to fan satisfaction, you know, kind of almost like the um, the reader response, using the reader response theory in it, um, mm-hmm. because he hates the, the Brandon um, Rouse one. And, <laughs> and, and so when you like look at, when you look at that one and you look at Man of Steel and you look at BVS, there are some like distinct uh, choices that Zach made on what parts of the story he kept and what parts of the story he didn't. So anyway, I, I wrote a, I, there's a whole last well, paper out there that I wrote about that. So anyway, yeah, I, I, it's I, funny I, that you would you would say that that, that that was you know your that's how long you've known about it because you know with without knowing that specifically from you telling us you know we would probably think maybe it was after just we just wouldn't know right and mm-hmm. it's the kind of it's kind of the same thing that happens with Stephen a lot because had you not known Stephen whenever I was reading him back in 2016. You would think that this guy was anti Snyder for yeah. whatever reason, right? He was, <laughs> I think he was against Snyder. And what, so, he, he still is anti Snyder. What are you talking I know about? He, well, still is. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. Snyder I was talking President Snyder. <laughs> but back then, though, he wasn't. Back then, he was, him and, and Andrew were literally the only writers that I had recognized on a, on a big, you know, article based website that I could actually mm-hmm. go to, to to consider that what they were saying was not only truthful, but it spoke to me in a different way to where I was like, I can actually, I can manage reading this and know that I'm not the only crazy one because, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't on Twitter back then. I was, I mean, I had Twitter, but I never got onto it. I didn't get into anything that I'm doing right now until after Justice League. But, but Steven, he was there from the BBS days and most of us were from the BBS days online. And uh, Steven, what were your thoughts back then? Well, I was going to say this is something that is probably unique to me, but or not unique, unique to me and Dave, because I know he could probably also speak to that, that it's one of the areas where we um, kind of had some unique perspective on the evolution of the fandom. And like after BBS or specifically after Justice League, a lot of people kind of faded away, um, not just. <laughs> Scott I have the numbers yeah. to prove that. Oh yeah, we yeah. could show the graphics, yeah. Scott. If you, and it, but it <laughs> throw it up there. Because... Come on, why not? I mean, um, but like in you guys' case, it was because of like lack of interest. But also, there was a a contingent that like faded away because being a Snyder fan, all of a sudden, like if you weren't a Snyder fan, unless you were like crusading yeah. for the Snyder cut, yeah, um, yeah, that was and and it started this like. Yeah, so that became like a litmus test of like, you'd be like, oh, I like the I, I like Zack Snyder, but I don't think the Snyder cut exists, or I like Snyder. Like people would say that, 
Not me. I would never say that. Um, <laughs> and record, I've bro. seen the screenshot, Steven. I got screenshots, man. <laughs> there was one screenshot of that, and it was like the day after the movie released. And in that same thread, you see me clarify, well, there is a cut. I'm saying there's not a 100% complete cut. But, you know, we'll just go with the one from the top without any of the ones around it. Man, it's this fandom has screenshots. This fandom has got me so afraid of screenshots. I am, like, Ooh. watching myself. I've never seen screenshots utilized as much as I have. Joe, by the way, I want to read your paper if I can. I, I'm that I'm that nerd. I'm just I'm just saying. If, if, you, if, it, if it can find its way to my DMs, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'll have to dig it up. I mean, I, I am that I am that nerdy. I mean, I I I mean um transmedia I mean, transmedia studies and studies about fandoms i mean i'm into all that and actually nerded out really bad when when henry jenkins the the like theorist who's like like almost i think he created all this um started following on following me on twitter i hopefully you guys didn't see all that see that moment that i had earlier this year um, <laughs> but i was talking about this fandom and how fascinating it is and how there's like there should be like a study done. And like, I, I have a notebook where I'm actually taking notes actively about the fandom because y'all are so unique. And I say y'all, but it's unique too. But you know, it's like this, the, the stuff is like, it's, it's unreal. I mean, the division and then, but then the creation and then the love and then the hatred. And it's, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. See in the South, in the South, we say, well, y'all just special. Bless your <laughs> yes. hearts. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, there, there's the, only, the, the main reason for, and, and I mean, I, I'm speaking from knowledge, right? Because it's happened to me, but I could say that the reason why there's a lot of division is because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to hear truth. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if the fandom was told everything that they wanted to hear, believe me, we would have 50 different films that are directed by Zack Snyder. They'd all be coming out next year and they'd all cost zero dollars. And, you know, at the end of the day, the fans don't, you know, bless their hearts. Like Scott said, (laughs) they're, they're not thinking logically. They're not thinking about like how everything actually gets fit into this puzzle. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you were to look at it from that kind of a logical point of view, you'd go, well, that just, (laughs) it just wouldn't make sense. Like there's a reason why, I mean, if you can imagine, fans were thinking they were so confident that when Zach did leave in May, now mind you, he was still working on the film in May in 2017, that at that point in time, the film was done and complete. It was like the moment he left, it was done and complete. They weren't going to work on it for the next few months. Mm -hmm. Or that's what you would think that they thought because they were saying, no, it's complete. It's ready. It's done. It exists. Right? Mm -hmm. So when you yep. hear people that, that were saying, and I'm saying people, but I mean mainly me and maybe Dave every <laughs> once in a while, say that, say that it needed money, whatever amount, it could have been an X amount. It could have been a million dollars. Don't say it. When you say <laughs> that it needs any kind of money you- to complete, you're now telling me that you're against this, this film and this director that you have cherished since, dub- I mean, literally 2007. Yeah, you're against that. this director, right? It's like, mm-hmm. how does that even go? How does that make it your point that you're telling me, a fan that I've been since you, before you even knew I existed, that I'm now anti him? And it's Jeez. it's weird because if I told them that it was a it was done and complete, they love me. 
They would mm-hmm. literally back me up on anything I say, and I could be wrong. They would back me up. And the Shiraz, that I tell them the truth, it's over. I'm and done. Shiraz was there doing doing the work there, getting those interviews where we were getting a lot of information yeah. that this was being based on. So Shiraz, speak to that. Yeah, I mean, one thing I noticed just like seeing both sides first as a fan, and then when I was transitioning to a journalist and seeing both sides of the table, there was this weird narrative that was building up, especially in 2018 that it was like it came out of this sense of um i don't think of the right word but this extreme kind of sensitivity not sensitivity words the words not clicking but um <laughs> basically they were getting over cautious about every small thing and there was, a narrative, <laughs> there was a narrative building that even if what even if it needed money saying it out loud would hurt the chances of it coming right. out and you want to suppress that you want to be like listen don't if it is even if you needed 50 60 million dollars we don't say it say it's complete because that's what we need the narrative to yeah. be to convince yep. them when yeah. warner brothers knew how much money it needed you saying <laughs> it's done doesn't change their perspective on it because they know what it is oh. but uh from our end we knew that uh, with comic book debate i started transitioning to the youtube side and the podcast side we were thinking that you know we want to get interviews out there but a lot of people were either under NDA or they were very f- scared to say something. People's jobs were on the line um, mm-hmm. uh, throughout mm-hmm. Lynn. And I, I'm the stories for them to tell, but some of our guests had trials and tribulations after our interview uh, with um, the certain people and certain things that happened. So getting that out there, even the beginning was a little risky, but then through our interviews with Jay and then um, Clay Enos, of course, and Fabian Wagner and Larry Fong, each time we were trying to get something new to the table in 2018, especially, and then later in 2019 when it got a little bigger. So I think, you know, whatever small way it helped to get it out there. And then you had guys like Steven who were making sure that if there was a, a certain quote that was pullable and to get it out there, he's going <laughs> to amplify it. And quickly things started blowing up and at least moving the needle forward, which is, I think, everyone's goal. Like, move the needle forward, even if it's in a small way or a big way, try to push it forward. Okay. Well, that's yeah, why we were talking about thing it. To me. That was what we were talking about on the show. Was that like we each had our own spheres? Like yeah. that was the fun part. I mean, it's still the fun part is that even though we all know each other, our audiences, yeah, there's some overlap, but oh, yeah. there's but but there's definitely if you look at that Venn diagram, there's some <laughs> of us. We each have our audiences oh, yeah. that don't meet in the middle. And so we were doing our own job of making sure that we were communicating that information accurately to our respective audiences, especially to the audiences that were not shared by any of us, where we might be the only person in that circle that they were listening to. And our job was, if you didn't hear from Steven, if you didn't hear it from Shiraz, you're going to hear it from us. It's funny that you say that because if if it wasn't, if it wasn't for Justice League, if it wasn't for that film getting so butchered and the situation that it happened, I would have never reached out to Ben, my co-host, right below me. Yeah, I would have never reached out to to at that time was DC Films Hub. I would have never started writing. I would have never gotten to the, do the podcast and not even gotten offered to do the podcast with him. Um, and so, when you think about those things, and you think about it's because of this situation that well, we decide it's all reason why done as, a, as a video editor too yeah. well right yeah I, I, it was I in like it was in like it, it i don't was, i think it was still 2017 when you reached out to me the first yeah. time and we're like yeah, was, hey can you check was, out my kryptonian cut <laughs> yeah it was december and i was yeah. like hey i'm editing this film because i can't stand the weed and stuff i think i know what all is weed and you were like really i was like yeah 
I'm, I've watched that fucking much, dude. And you were like, well, how at first? Because obviously it wasn't out yet. So I obviously no. I figured out a way. Well, and that's where it. you learned about my like, like <laughs> we have to be <laughs> sure, confirm yeah. it is a very specific word. You it, it yeah. suggests that that's probably so, Whedon. We don't know. And that's yeah, where so, my, and that's where the gif of me coming out like Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride always ended up being, <laughs> you keep using that word. I don't think it means yeah. what you think it means. <laughs> and so so I was starting very, very early when Justice League came out, but I didn't know that I was like, I had never really done any kind of video editing. And I was so fucking pissed off at Justice League that I was like, I'm going to redo that fucking movie. Like, <laughs> I had no idea about fucking video editing, but I made a commitment <laughs> to go, you know what, dude? That movie pisses me off so much, I'm going to learn how to do video editing. And so I did it. And same thing with writing, it's been a little different. I've always been kind of, uh, I've been able to write and, and do all that just because of years and, and training and sales and all that. So, um, so being able to do that, but even being able to offer that as something with Ben and giving him that opportunity or him giving me the opportunity <laughs> to write. And, that is like the most way to phrase that. Yeah. Like, I'm <laughs> glad to give DC Films Hub the opportunity to bring me on. <laughs> they are so blessed. No, but I am leading up. I'm happy to know. I will, I will say this though. Me? You could tell he's drunk because he hasn't even spoken yet. Yeah. He's just literally been like there so i'm speaking for him you only know because i text you before i even started so (laughs) that's true (laughs) but stop if you guys don't remember um there was i mean i remember no shot at no shot at steven but there was never a big website no no big online site that ever talked about release the snyder cut as a movie and if they did, they talked about it in a condescending or a negative way. Yeah, and I remember headlines, when I first, yeah, I remember when I first started were, writing about it. That's all what the I headlines were negative. All the headlines yeah, that you everything saw. Everything was negative. Yeah, everything yeah. was negative. So, hey, Joe, what so were you about they to hired, Well, no, I was going to say, so when they hired me, I made it a point. My first article, what was it? To talk about Scott, talk about Mick, and to talk about Justice League being released on Blu-ray about mm-hmm. – they were making a choice as rather than buying the Blu-ray, they were donating to AFSP. Mm-hmm. And that was my first article. That was the first thing I ever wrote. It was the first time that anybody had really talked about them doing something positively in a, in a positive way online as far as, you know, not necessarily bringing up any negative thing. And then a few articles after that, I wrote literally a timeline of release of Snyder Cut hashtag movement happened in June of 2018. And I made a video I wrote the article. It was like a six-page article. It was like freaking 15,000 words because it had all these like <laughs> article references and all that. I remember yeah, the crazy. article. Yeah. yeah. And and that's how, that's how fucking crazy I was back then, right? But I was just like, dude, I need to Word? get this shit out there back, because nobody back would then. talk Word? about it. <laughs> wait, wait, I know. It was past tense? You know what I mean. I know. That was just... That was I'm just checking the grammar on knew this. Who I was, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, the grammar's there, believe me, because I'd be double checking. It's there, but it's, it's like, like coming like 15, together. Words. <laughs> but, but it was just kind of like I needed to get that out there because nobody was talking about it. Nobody had even gone through it. Like I went through some, you know, like conspiracy things. Like Zach posted this on this date, and then this is announced on this date, and I would like throw in my my hints and like, you know, that starts to line up. And I remember mm-hmm. people were like, no, nah, you're crazy, dude. And I'm like, now? No, I'm not fucking crazy anymore. I'm sorry. But <laughs> oh, yeah. so if, I, it wasn't, if it wasn't for Ben and A them, year later, yeah. Yeah. 
like if it wasn't for Ben and them giving this opportunity, like I probably wouldn't know any of you guys. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't even be known. Everybody'd be like, "The fuck is this guy?" You know. So, <laughs> ben, so Ben, you're the reason why. Yeah. So thanks, Ben. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My God. It's all your shit. <laughs> no, hey, actually, Dave. Actually, I'm, no, I'm we sharing... have a we have a different a different um. Uh, response to uh, him joining the team, uh, you know, like you always get <laughs> no, no, and it's a positive one. I promise. I know. <laughs> uh, no, when he joined the team, he, he was uh, very uh, eager to do everything. I was like, dude, chill the fuck out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it's not that fucking serious. It's just a block side, and th- because the, uh, he he understood what we're doing, that we try to be. Uh, positive about everything that was being put out because uh, there were uh, websites that they will put out this like negative uh, clickbaity um, titles on the, on the on the on on their um, pieces. So he will come back and do something something similar to that story, but with a proper headline. And that was something that we uh, subscribed to before he even joined the team. He understood right away what we were about. And he was like, he hit the ground running. And then that's what he's right. Then then I I just presented the idea. Listen, this dude, do you mind being on camera? Let's do this whole thing with uh with the, yeah YouTube. Davis do it if if Davis doing it, we could fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks simple. It can't be that hard. No, but no, we we were inspired by Dave and um and uh and Chris uh who we're doing at the time. I was like, okay, dude, let's do it. And and he was fine. And and uh, I, I we're not big times, but uh, I'm well, I'm glad that I. That one thing that I, I, we're not, no, by any stretch of the imagination, but out of this, I made some amazing friends and, and I, and, and some people that I, I admire, respect, and I, and I talk to on the, on the daily basis and, and Stephen mm-hmm. also. Well, and Dave, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing something that I wanted to throw up there because oh, yeah. this is, this is something that I've talked to you guys about, but seriously, this is what five years worth of podcasting Holy looks crap. like. Wow. We have archived every, like, because it's Google and and Google Docs don't count towards your storage on Google Drive. Yeah. We have a. They I, don't? No, no don't. Just, just images and videos. Just images yeah. and videos and anything that's not a Google product. I have yes. like so, 75 gigs right now. So <laughs> I'm sitting here going. This is what five years of this fandom looks like to me. It sounds about right. And okay. I'm and I'm just sitting here going, Please. as much as people like like I am dying to read Sean's book in February. I really, yeah. I really <laughs> am. Because I wanna I, I wanna know that, but there's a part of me that just goes, dude, the book we all could write. I mean, it, oh it's my always God. that you imagine. I mean, I okay, think that's about- my question for you. Yeah. Why are you not? I mean, there should be like 50 books coming out of this. You guys each have it your is, own story. We should not write most of our side. I think, Joe, I think, Joe, to, to, to answer your question, I think the weird thing is, is that it's almost like I am not writing the book because I have five years worth of. Pod, like I have the audio archive That's of like book. I I've I've oh trust me I mean there's like, like after- this living like like Dave's videos and Shiraz's podcast and his articles it's almost like we haven't written a book because it's like 
we have chronicled this like like uh, in my case like week like by week you could follow <laughs> yeah. the drama in I, real well, time I mean, like, and listen after, to the after, stupid stuff we said yes, 3 after, years ago after I mean, uh, well, I've had like crazy questions reading Justin's book and having seen a character that's loosely based off me I'm like I need you to write say it. Dave <laughs> really <laughs> loosely mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I'm like I could write probably a spin-off to this book right here and I'm like yeah I'm thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what were you about to say? Um, I was going to say that, like, you're talking about your your audio, but like you were just showing us your show notes. I've I've had the privilege of taking a stroll through there once because I had a question about some rumor or release date that I couldn't find an article for. And either you or Tim was like, "Oh, hey, that might be in our show notes," and I got <laughs> to go in and do like a word search or something. And it is like the like the most complete encyclopedia of all things DC period really to an extent i mean less maybe comics and it's like a focus on movies but like dc movie news it is like the most complete encyclopedia of dc movie news in like possible and it's better than google because you can you can just like do a word search for like blue beetle oh that's when that rumor came from that's that's (laughs) like (laughs) that's um, that's actually why the network grew was because tim and i realized Oh dear God, we can't talk about all this crap in one episode. <laughs> and, and we literally just like we need another show, and we need to find another host so that we can take this chunk of our show notes and go. You talk about that. Like that's <laughs> literally how DC TV Squadcast was born because we needed to take the the TV section out of our notes and go. You guys talk about that, and then Chris and Jordan came on to do DC Comic Squadcast because we were like. We need you to talk about all the comics news because we realized that people wanted our movie news and our audience was less concerned about the TV news or the comics news. And so what do we do? We just – what's the – oh, my God. I, I've had two beers and I'm already losing my mind. We delegated. There was the word. We delegated that crap to go, you want – if you actually want to listen to that, we have a whole show dedicated to that. We will well, keep see that, on that's the because you wanted to keep it under an hour, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. We we've determined, yeah, we you know, because like Dave talked about content. Yeah, we, Actually, the pandemic has hurt podcasters because really? podcast. I mean, think about when you listen to a podcast. Oh, right? at work, yeah, yeah. At work, at yeah. what would you say, Joe? Commuting, commuting. Yes, yeah, we were talking yeah. about commuting or the gym. Yeah, gym. Work or commute. I mean, commutes when I listen to all my podcasts, yes. and and when I stopped having a commute. Oh dear God, you do not want to know how many episodes of a podcast I am behind. All the podcasts I listen to that I'm behind well, on. That that's actually why. And and no offense to Dave. Okay. Why we, me and Ben, stole the live stream bit because we were like, you know what. I'd rather we would rather watch live. Yeah, we would rather watch people. You know, people want to watch live and get it then and there. You have to re-listen to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, that's why I like was like, all right, you know what? I think it was like uh, around May. I mean, it was after. I think it was right after the. No, 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 dude. It was. It was. Is it 2019, dude? Because I was. I remember. I went on your show. Uh, No, 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 no. I did. I I was doing the vodka stream, of course. But no, when Dave trained. Yeah, when it came to like really whoring myself out, three days a week, it was this year. 
Yeah, yeah. I was, it was this year. I was just like, you know yeah. what? It's it's all about live streaming now. I'm gonna do like a live show like at least three days a week, and there it is. And by yeah. the way, Dave, thank you for doing that because yeah. you've given me one of two things. During the pandemic, you gave <laughs> me something to watch while I drank my coffee there and my is. kids were running around, and I just was like, just 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 ignore them for like 45 <laughs> minutes. Just they can watch YouTube, they can watch Blaze, they can watch whatever they need to watch. Just let me drink one cup of coffee and eat my breakfast. Or it's become the oh dear God, they're in bed. I get one hour to myself before I just absolutely collapse in the evening. And, and hard fact. Better believe it. <laughs> yes, I mean, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. It's like okay. Just something to, to like make it to where I, I I can say that I'm not really ignoring them, but I'm not preoccupied with something else. Yes. <laughs> yes. Man. She knows. Thank she knows. COVID. There you go. No, no. Dave is great for doing the dishes, too, by the way. Oh, there it is. That's what I was going for. You can unload the dishwasher and really reload the dishwasher because, my God, during the pandemic, I was – when we were in lock. I mean, the pandemic's still going on, but when I was in lockdown – it was like the dishwasher was running every day, and I had Dave and Chris to get me through it, and then I had Real in Motion when it was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do the dishes tonight, so like they're clean in the morning, and I can unload them. And I, I did that. I remember there was a Rage by Wolves episode that I was like, I was like in your yeah. comment section on. Yeah, you were. Yeah. The only reason I was there is because I was yeah. doing the dishes. The fucking show, man. By the way, yeah. by the way, Scott, I appreciate the the shout out on your last episode of uh, the Squadcast with you and Ray. That was a good episode. I listened to it today. Good job. I need to get Ray on here. Ray, Ray, you need to get Ray on here. I'm because sorry. I was, no, huh? but that day was insane for me oh, yeah I, i'm sure it was it sounded like it was <laughs> that's the no, same no. day that we recorded yes yeah. no well, i we... actually i actually tweeted out a like all the links you had the way that you produced that i'm surprised <clears throat> you squeezed it under an hour you had so much stuff to talk about well I, and I, then eight minutes i was like how is it immense you did a good job producing that it was snappy so snappy i was like damn there's there was a mixture there was a mixture of i said ray before we go ahead it's like i have a hard like we started at 605 it's like i have a hard out at 7 30 i have to go live on youtube with supergirl radio at 7 30 we have to get done and then so it was like 6 to 7 30 record the episode 7 30 8 30 do the supergirl radio debate then i immediately jumped on real emotion was on there for like two hours <laughs> then it was like tim needs me to produce this episode so he can publish it in the morning jeez i had like an hour and a half i was i went to bed at midnight that night oh my lord dude i mean I, i'm telling you i mean like I, when i was listening to the episode i'm like how did he like squeeze this in an hour i mean <laughs> yeah, you dude. did some mega producing in that because i i could hear it too i was like man he is just like it is just snappy you guys are no break no breaks in that in that conversation which right? also made me realize it also made oh. me realize and and no offense to steven because he's about to talk. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> fucking lazy BBS by the minute. Okay? I'm just saying. All I'm saying is, holy shit. Can we not get a fucking another episode of BBS by the minute? I know. Scott's putting like, in his name, dude. With guy. <laughs> no offense given, by the way, Steven. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're coming. Um, the trick with what Scott is doing is um, is they, they religiously use the truncate silence, I learned, is they're... 
is their secret mm. sauce on that. Which is why oh. I used to, I used to listen to podcasts um, on like plus fifty percent speed or plus twenty five percent speed or something like that. Um, or not not tw- they'd be like twice as much I think. But whatever, I'd, I'd speed them up. Yeah. And yeah. for you guys, I needed to change the setting just for yours because. And it was weird because it wasn't that you were drastically faster, but there was just so many, so many more words. And so when Tim was like, "Oh yeah, truncate silence," I was like, "Ah, oh, that's why." When I speed you guys up, it's just too, you pick too it up. much, yeah. too fast. Yeah, I, that's the thing. And, and going back to what Dave said, go listen to our first second, like the first year of our podcast. Oh, I'm sure. Oh my God, I I was literally recording off of the 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 earbud dangle mic that comes with an iPhone. I was doing <laughs> Skype on my iPhone, and he was recording all. He was recording us off like Skype recorder. My audio sounds for crap, but the point was the that yeah. didn't matter. Just record. Get some content out there, build your confidence. Then he sent me this nice mic, and then I started <laughs> recording off of this mic. And then eventually he was like, "Okay, Scott, so you're a professional so you're... now." Yeah, you're a professional. No, no, now. It, no, no. It wasn't just a mic. <laughs> then it became okay. No, no. Seriously, you're gonna record. You're gonna download this software. You're gonna learn to record yourself, and then you're gonna send me your audio so it actually sounds like. <clears throat> decent audio i mean it was like a two to three year it was a two to three transition. year process yeah it, it was a transition and then there was the fact that i stopped recording upstairs in my living room where there is famously an episode of the podcast where you can hear me scream sorry joe i'm gonna say this <laughs> uh, i mean no offense by this but scream like a girl <laughs> liam snuck up behind me because he woke up with a nightmare and he, the boy's a ninja Hey, came up behind me, and I had no idea he was there. And he just went, "Daddy," and I screamed <laughs> on the podcast, and I scared him, oh, and, and I he to, started I crying. I need, to, I need to find that. We need to hear that. It's the okay. <laughs> okay, here, do a Google search. Okay. Look for our Batman '66 the movie review oh, after wow. the explosion. <laughs> Because Dave realized that, A, we do the explosion, and B, we sometimes do B-roll after the explosion. You can hear me, A, get scared by my child, two, my child cry, and three, <laughs> me rocking my child going, no, nobody, no big guy, it's okay, it's okay, <laughs> because we scared each other. The lives of being a parent, what'd you say, Joe? I said, oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I eventually moved down here to the basement. And once I moved mm. down to the man cave, it was like. <sighs> well, you know, what's funny about all of that, though, right, is that at the end of the day, that's kind of that's kind of like the, the foundation of what my article was was about is that no matter what, it's that we all found some kind of reason and some kind of rhyme that we were like, you know what? Fuck 2013. Fuck 2016. Um, we're we're fucking done with that. Like I like we Doing just I, thing. like for me, I I just couldn't I couldn't understand why people were just nonstop hating about the films that I liked. Like I hated seeing and, and hated being told that I was in the wrong for liking something. Like mm-hmm. like dude, if I don't like something, I'm not gonna tell somebody else that they're wrong for liking it. I'm just I don't I don't give a shit. Like you know what I mean? I mean like, really? That was. That was mine. That was mine. Yeah, like, cool, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, hey, 
you know, go for it, man. If you don't like something, if you love Marvel, great, man. That's cool. If you're Ben, which is my co-host, <laughs> absolutely adores Marvel. By all means, man. We just want to talk they're, they're not Shut really your mouth. <laughs> so, and and, then, and then the point is that there's always room for new. Like Joe, honestly, I didn't even discover you until this year. Yeah. But the point is, though, is that there's always. There's always room for more. It, yeah, there it, is. And it, it's yeah, not like it's folks, not like there's a pie that only so many slices. It's like no, we just right. bake more pies. Well, <laughs> it's not even that. It's like dude, it's a fucking full meal. Like there is no. It's not like oh well. There's only so many people sitting at the table now, and you can't join. It's dude. Yeah. Do whatever you can. There's room for and more. And get noticed like because thing, and at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, this is the, this is how we win, and it's kind of the reason why I ended my article the way I wrote it because I was <laughs> yeah, like in my head, you know, I was thinking, that bitch away all night, yeah, I, Oh no, <laughs> yeah, he did a dark, he did a dark, night right. returns line. Yeah. He did yeah. a dark night returns line. And Garza gets a, as much as yeah. I as much as I to say Garza gonna Garza. No, he ended it with a dark night <laughs> returns <laughs> line. He gets a pass. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it really does. The thing is, like we like as friends. One thing, like as friends, like we we kind of like we like to mess with each other. When I read it, I was like, "This is really good." And then when he ended with it, w what he ended, I was like, "A little heavy there, there, buddy." But then, then I was then like, when Zach reposted, I was like, "Oh, I got yeah. chills." Next second time I read, <laughs> well, it. And, and that's and that's why I was so like when Zach reposted it, I was like, "Holy shit, he fucking read it, didn't he?" Because. <laughs> Like, okay, like I mentioned, it's 2,200 words. Okay. It's, you don't, you can't skim that and go, I oh, agree with uh, it. I disagree. I disagree with that. Well, yeah. I agree. Well, okay. Well, you but, might be Scott and I were just talking about this, though. Scott and I, I think, are are better at skimming this kind of yeah. stuff than, like, we know where oh, the info I worked is. on the chart. I worked on the chart today. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, what my point, though, is that you don't, you don't go, you don't bring it out to go, yeah, I agree with everything on this without right. fully reading it. Regardless, you're going to read that last paragraph and you're going to be like, okay, yeah, fuck those other sites, man. Like, yeah. sorry, dude. Like, it's no longer about those are the hierarchy. Like, they're, mm -hmm. they're done for. I think Joe, uh, Joe, uh, I think you can agree that we've, as teachers, we develop a skill of how to read through something rather quickly just yes yes um honed it in grad school trying to get rid of get through like whole ass books in two days yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but i want to ask yeah. all of you all of you the same question so you all have been through the muck you all have gone through and you've you've created these great outlets these great um spaces where you can like be you and and do you that have all helped you know, get this movie. Now that we, we're getting it, what's next? Discussion. Content. I think honestly, let's, let's go. Let's go in order. Yeah, let's Shiraz. Order. We'll Shiraz. start with Shiraz because he started yeah, talking. Start with you. Sure. What do you, I think, what do you think, I think the, the next the next step is to do what you are actually attempt are going to start doing, Joe, which is amplify the next voices to jump up. And the one thing I think, and Gar's article, perfect timing because it's all happening today. Also, because the one thing I got out of it was the sense of. Who are the culture shifters of the fandom? And who are the people who are going to say no when it was time to say no to something? And the way things were going in the media, um, when it comes to covering entertainment media, you had to have fans who pick themselves up by their old bootstraps and be like, all right, I'm going to do something different about it. And on this panel right here, 
everyone did that in their own way. And they all, everyone here did that in a different medium to a different audience in a different way, but all towards somewhat of a common goal. So now let's say that goal was reached. So what's next? I know from my side, what my brothers and I want to do is very similar is to amplify the next voice, the next person who can do something bigger than all of us. And that's what we do comic book debate when we're trying to get people like when we um, brought Megan, for example, we were like, okay, this is someone who can very easily uh, become bigger than what we were doing. And you just need to nudge and say, go, go get it, you know? And then mm-hmm. we have this thing we always say between ourselves, you know, like we're built different, right? You gotta, you gotta be built different to understand that um, what's coming next to know where your own ego is, but also to never stop chasing your own drive. And I know we're mm-hmm. all going to improve in our own ways, but I know for me, the next step is amplify others, improve myself, and then see how far this fandom can go when it comes to integrating with um, how we cover this thing. Yeah. Well, I think like we, we, we have disrupted uh, the established order, uh, not mm-hmm. to paraphrase, um, uh, the Joker, but uh, yeah. So now we, I think now moving forward, we have a responsibility to do not to uh, do the same thing from uh, those that were the old guard. Uh, they were uh, vicious towards uh, a specific person, a specific movie, a specific genre, just for the sake of it. Now, mm-hmm. now because it didn't because the movie merited or the director merited uh, a bad review, and I think we uh, that is something that. Uh, I think we should all focus. Well, us as I'm talking about real anarchy, uh, moving forward is that we're gonna continue to focus on that, on being responsible with this what was bestowed upon us to move moving forward. To be responsible with um, with uh, uh, movies coming uh, uh, moving forward. To continue to support what we love, which is DC and DC properties, independent of whether it's a Snyder at the helm or somebody else. If the movie is good, we're gonna give a, a proper review. If the movie is bad, we also gonna criticize it. So it, it's just just be responsible with the things that are given to us, not just give it a bad review just because we have some hidden agenda against a studio or director or, or a specific movie. Yeah. Um, I think speaking for, uh, I hate speaking for Tim. I, I can speak for myself and <laughs> for, I mean, I mean, I respect, I respect my, my work husband as much of as course. I can. <laughs> so well, but, now we know who's the husband. <laughs> Trust me, that was made clear long ago. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know that already, come on. I mean, come on. Five years, I understand my place in the world. Um, I, I don't want to take Joe's question, and I don't want my answer to be taken flippantly. But I feel like for Tim and myself, we we honestly can just keep doing what we were doing. I mean, we we understood after Justice League. Granted, we have we have been open about the numbers. We lost a huge chunk of our audience just because they were demoralized after what that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we felt a responsibility for the fans who stuck around. For whatever reason they <laughs> stuck around for all, for the last 3 years we have continued to produce the same show actually getting better at what we're doing and, and, and continuing to refine how we do it. Like, like this whole idea, like we don't want our show to run longer than an hour because it's like, we want to respect their time. And that means that we're going to make better choices about what we will and will not cover in an episode. 
or if we have to wait an extra week to make sure we've got a full episode, we already made those decisions. Now we are just personally more enthused because we feel like we like what we see where this is all going. And we're seeing the audience come back because their enthusiasm has been rejuvenated. And of course their enthusiasm, um, feeds our enthusiasm to do what we do because let's be honest, there are weeks like this week where Tim couldn't do the show because work sucked. And he told me day of, Hey, Ray agreed to be your co-host. And Oh, by the way, you have to produce the episode. (laughs) I find this out two hours before I end up recording the episode (laughs) that I have to record it. Oh, and I have to spend another hour and a half producing the sucker listening to us chipmunk at three times speed because i need to get to bed and for me that doesn't that hasn't changed actually for me i've just i've grown as a podcaster i've learned producing tricks i i have now produced full episodes that you have heard usually episodes without tim because that's when it becomes my responsibility and so for me it's just keep doing what we've been doing it's just that now we personally have more motivation to keep on doing it because th- the horizon looks bright. Yes, we have Zack Snyder's Justice League, but dang, if that Robert Pattinson Batman trailer at DC Fandom didn't make That's me like just that. like yeah. do backflips. And yeah. I saw yeah. this footage of James Gunn, the Suicide Squad. And while I was the most lukewarm person on that, I saw that footage and went, Okay, now I'm actually kind of interested in this movie. And I think the yeah. point is is that while I personally have been a very strong release of Snyder Cut advocate for the last three years, I, people can take this as a, as a as a slight or whatever. Am I a Snyder fan? Yes. But what was I before I was a Snyder fan? I was a DC fan. Mm-hmm. And so I love these properties. I love these characters. I loved more what Snyder was doing with them. And that's why the podcast started. But I, but we're not a Snyder-only podcast. And I continually make a choice in every episode when I am breaking on the show notes and I'm copying links. It's like, okay, how do I make sure that I give equal attention when possible to all the news and all the movies that are out there because we are a DC films squad cast. We are not the Snyder squad cast. And so for me, I feel like we can go forward happier. We can go forward more enthused, but our core values as a podcast for me and for Tim, they haven't changed. So I don't want it to sound arrogant and I've also been talking for like five minutes, so it's not... <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting to give my answer. <laughs> oh, please, Garza, you got no, no, no. <laughs> but the point is that I feel like because of the brand we've built, yeah, as long as we can continue to do what we've been doing for the last five years, we we will continue doing it as long as the listeners want to keep on listening to what we do. Yes, listeners know when you're real. Yeah, that's what I I learned a long time ago. If you are 100 and you're not some type of a phony person who 
people uh, present yourself in such a way and then in private or on Twitter or on other platforms, you're different. They know right away the type of person that you are and they yeah. right away that you uh, take off. And as long as like you keep yourself, uh, uh, you are honest with yourself, honest with those people that are watching or listening, they, they will stick around forever. Yeah. I mean, and, and going off what Scott said, it's like, you know, doing what you're doing. I mean, before when I was, just doing videos about everything and, you know, talking about movies and talking about the Snyder cut. Yeah. I would do videos where it's like, okay, then I do a jump cut, jump cut. But then I was like, all right, I dove into live streaming and I'm like, okay, live streaming. Here we go, guys. Just me. No cut. Killing it. Like that, you know? And then I started doing videos like that. If you notice when I do videos now and I just record, it's not live. It's not everything. I don't Pre- cut anymore. Now it's just it. Yeah. It's almost like I, I had that growth of like, I don't need like, okay, if I do an editorial, maybe I'll, you know, eventually I'll, I'll do the jump cutting. But now that I've like uh, been doing so much live streaming and it's just me just talking shit into the microphone about the stuff. Now it's like when I record a video, it's just, there's no cuts. It's just me just talking for 12 minutes about something and there's just no cuts. And I think I've like worked out that muscle so much doing the live streaming stuff and then now when i do just a regular video i don't need to have to like cut which actually you know it helps because it's like now when i edit a video now it's like okay i just got to make sure the audio is right everything's right and put the you know the introduction and the ending and that's it now i don't have to like go in and go ah oh, man I, I flubbed up this word and i have to stop now and blah, do this that, that. now it's just all live you know i worked out that muscle and i think that's what you know what's helped me this year and just kind of just talking about everything it's crazy well, to answer the question that i think you asked joe <laughs> know. You know, it's been like fucking 40 minutes did you have I know, it's like three years you know you kidding me dude i fucking know the the questions you asked because i already knew the answer that i was thinking about anyways uh, no 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 so to, to to answer the question direct like when i first started doing this i i had always thought it was going to come out. Like I, there was going to be some yeah. way somehow. Like I never had, I never went into it thinking, Oh, just doubt. Like, no, it's not going to happen. Like I always was like the end goal was it getting released, but everything that I had been doing and everything that I had been trying and working towards video editing, writing the articles, being a fan of just everything in general and talking about things in positive manners. None of that was because of what happened to justice. Like, it's just the kind of person that I am. Right. Like I, I understood that I was developing some kind of skill that I didn't even know I had. And, and so whether the Snyder cut got released a year from then or five years from then, I was going to keep doing what I was doing and improving. And I was never going to, to hit a plateau. And so it's kind of the same thing. Like when the Snyder cut was announced, it was kind of like a, for me, it was kind of like, finally, I had always known that that was going to happen. That was never a, is it going to ever happen? Even though, I mean, obviously it could not have happened, but I would always think it was going to happen. And so I never realized, or at least never thought about, well, what am I going to do after this? It was just like, I'm just going to keep it going. Like there's no, I don't see a point where I go, all right, well, you know, did my stuff. I'm going to crack my knuckles, write my articles and I'm done. Like I'm out. Um, And, and full transparency, it's only because of 
how much attention I get whenever I do write stuff. Like I don't, I don't get it. And sometimes <laughs> if I were to say certain things, like if I were to come out and, you know, even with Dave, fuck you and your Green Lantern bullshit. Because, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the fucking day. You're saying that you're doing it for the crowd? Two hours and 23 minutes. It took two hours and 23 minutes. Literally. Wrong! Every fucking time that I ever brought it up. What did I always say? I was I said, wondering. I was like, what was it like with the Green Lantern? I was getting there. Listen. <laughs> just like with the Green Lantern stuff, like I had always said, Look, it was going to get, like, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen, but it was never a done deal. And so, you know, it's not my fault that people took what I was saying, uh, that it wasn't a done deal, yeah. to mean that it was a done deal. Like, I, I can't help idiots, okay? I can't help well, the I mean, people. That I, are I even backed you up on that. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I backed <laughs> you up on, like, I heard from multiple people, too. Like, yeah. the Reynolds thing was on the table. Like, when people were saying, like, oh, that was bs no it was actually happening but at the same time it's like i but at the same time i didn't know like how hyped up like uh it was gonna be and i mean how the logistics of it all i don't know but when it comes to snyder it's like yeah yeah he was toyed with the idea but at the same time it's like did he want just that no i think he also wanted john stewart yeah 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 and if he wasn't going to get it, then he wasn't going to do. He wasn't going to compromise, and that's what yeah, a lot I of people. It's it's funny to me because people are like, ah, yeah, Green Lantern didn't happen. I'm like, dude, you're talking shit right now, as if you think that it's just a completely done deal. Like, yeah, it's not. You it's have, not. yeah, okay. you have no idea. It's literally a a quick little. Hey, I need you to do something, and can you do it? Yes. All right. Great. Well, well, let's if, do it. And if you know the story, you know the Green Lanterns have to commit. Even if it's a cameo at the end or whatever, they have, yeah. have to show up. So you yeah. know they're going to be there. Um, and it I would be a, it would be a literally a cameo. Yeah. yeah. By the it way, Garza, you didn't answer Janita's question, dude. No, I said I would <laughs> keep going. No, you I did not. I would literally keep going. I'm listening. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Stephen, I think you need a chance. I'm to pretty sure I fucked up. Where's Stephen? Yeah. But if I didn't say it. Listen, <laughs> to answer the question thoroughly, I will keep doing this until I'm told that I'm irrelevant, which will never happen. Or two, I'm not I'm not here anymore. Okay. So well, you've been you've been told that, but by assholes, you know, we, yeah. we, yeah, we always remind yeah. you that you are. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, you know, I, I can only say this. Well, the act of someone telling you you're irrelevant means that they find it necessary to speak up yeah. to inform you. Like usually, people that are irrelevant figure it out on their yeah. own pretty quickly. Well, I would I would think that I was irrelevant had it not been for the fact that not only does Zach drop my name about some trailer that I made that he watched that he showed his wife, okay, <laughs> this week, I would also I'd be like, okay, maybe I am irrelevant somewhat. Maybe he saw something, maybe he liked it. All right, cool. But then this dude posts my article in the same week, okay, it to get shout out twice by my favorite director. And and actually get acknowledged again, I would I would think to myself, as big as a head as I have, that I'm somewhat relevant to get noticed. That no, way, you're good, right? You're good. Yeah, right? yeah, I would feel that way. So I get excited whenever stuff like this happens to to any of uh, oh, any no. of you guys. Oh, because, any of us? Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah, yeah. I, like, I always I I, I, don't, I never told this to Garza, but you know, like not everybody can be Michael Jordan. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I'm always happy. It's like so Garza is George. It's like it's Vinya. like when. <laughs> oh, no, he's no, no, no. wrong. I said that. The point that I'm trying to make is that <laughs> you know, like no, when no. my brother bought his house, I was very happy for my brother because he bought a house. So mm-hmm. like when I see my brothers here doing well, I'm yeah, I'm, I just get mm-hmm. as just as as excited as as happy. I'm like yes. You know, like they're making it, they're getting this type of connections that are hard to come by. And when it finally comes through, it is like a, a joy when I see it happening. When it yeah. happened today, when it happened to to Chris, when it eventually happens to mm-hmm. Stephen and, and Scott and Shiraz, you you have of course your shiny moments too. And like I get excited, it's like yes, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening to uh, to my buddies. Uh, that is yeah. something that I, I just wanted to share that. Now that I'm drunk, I get you. I was like so proud of you guys seeing that you all had seen where Zach was this week. And I'm like, oh my God, they've got him on the show. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you guys, I mean, I, I, I was even doing a little, oh, I'm so proud of you guys. Um, <laughs> just seeing, you know, you know, the cool ass interviews you were doing. So, yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah so, Stephen, what are you yeah. doing now? You haven't got a chance to answer <laughs> yeah. Joe's What's question. For the future and screen rap. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be kind of similar to like what everyone else said, like guys like, um, um, me and, and Scott and, and Dave and, um, and, you know, and Ben was doing real anarchy or DC film sub, I guess at the time it was before this all happened. So for a lot of us, there's kind of like a, I don't know. I don't want to like trivialize it too much, but I think that maybe there's an expectation of like getting back to normal a little bit where like this was fun like this was a great three years of like insanity but also like we had a a thing we were doing that this kind of hijacked our like what we were doing and not in a bad way like I, I loved all the coverage that i did and all the stuff that i learned um and kind of the way it forced me to grow as a um as a writer and getting into other getting into podcasting and and doing live streams you know stuff that i wasn't doing before I'm a, like I'm a big believer in in growing my my talent stack. I've always been like a jack of all trades, and I fall into that spot where I'm like, okay, but I'm what am I good at though? I can do everything, but what am I good at? And um and there's been so many opportunities through this to kind of refine and like even out new skills and to kind of expand that that talent stack to to do new things. And so that's been really exciting. And before this started, I was doing. Um, I was I was still writing, but I was doing like lists and I was doing news and um, and I was doing features, but like not not like what I'm doing now. And Dave and I were similar on this and lead up to Justice League. We were writing. Um, we got caught up in the like, oh, no, it's it's still Zach's movie. The studio yeah. says next movie, the actors, you know, all the PR stuff. And, yeah. and we we got into that. But one of the things that I started doing, though, is I would go and I would read the Directors Guild basic agreement. I would read the. Um, the Writers Guild um, agreement and the stipulations on who deserves credit under what scenarios and and started sort of digging into that stuff more. And it got me um, into like more of an investigative mindset and sort of understanding the way the industry works and learning to reach out to people to ask questions and to clarify information. And what is, um, you know, does it is a PR statement from a producer on the movie the same value as you know a, a, a statement from like who who is who is more believable what's mm-hmm. and like through learning all that I, I not only kind of gained, gained an understanding of of this movie um but then like when a lot of like what I 
kind of thought I had learned from the process, Justice League came out and Dave and I, I know were both like, oh, so we were we were wrong. This <laughs> definitely but I had kind of gained that like hunger for kind of doing the digging and figuring these things out. What I realized is that I was starting um I was starting from the conclusion and then it's kind of finding the evidence to to support it. I was like, oh no, it's Zach's movie because I, I believe that. And then I'd be like, well, here's the proof. The proof is the basic agreement and everything. And I realized that like really journalistically, the right way to do that is to start from the beginning. And so, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I've been, what I've learning to kind of approach things with the understanding that I'm ignorant and go and say, okay, so what's the first building block here? And you build it and then you, I, I find that I, not only do I get the right conclusion, but like any teacher would appreciate, you can show your work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of my writing has kind of veered into not just kind of more opinion pieces, but also saying like, this is how things work. This is why it works that way. Cause I, I personally, I can't explain anything without, without understanding it. Um, and so like when I was, when I was four, I used to break all my toys cause I would take them apart to figure out how to put them back together. Um, <laughs> and, and so that's just kind like of the way kid, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. My mom was so mad. Um, <laughs> you, can't, you can't put it together. You just broke it. Thanks a lot. Asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but like, I needed to know, like, to me, it's like, I can't, I can't push a button unless I know what happens when I, when I push that button. And so I have to like learn that. And I'm like, okay, so now I know what I'm doing that I'm setting a chain of events to whatever. Um, and so, um, and so I'm excited to, I'm going to continue doing a lot of like what I'm doing, but kind of to be out of this, like Snyder cut is such a weird, like, like let's say justice league two happens. That's going to be covered like a normal movie. This doesn't exist. What is it? What state does it exist in? Um, what is the, we know Who's so much about this. Yeah. We know oh. so much about the plot. Like it's going to be covered like a normal movie or like a normal series. And that's so like exciting to like, um, kind of get past all that, but also to kind of gain this knowledge and this approach that, that we've developed and it's been so inspiring. Like everyone has said to see everyone grow um, around. I mean, like, like Dave, I know you were just talking about like you starting your, your live streams earlier this year. Yeah. I, I know like the, it kind of, the stuff gets to a point where you start to kind of grind and like, I don't know what's next. And I know you were like with your videos, you're like, I don't know what to like, where to take the channel next. And then you're like, you know what, I'm going to try, I'm going to try this live thing. And I think you've really flourished mm-hmm. in this environment and, and like you were saying, even on the videos that aren't live, you're like doing these like one cut videos because you're yeah. not relying on your ability to edit. Um, and, and you're, and they're getting better and better. I mean, you had a new setup tonight and you'll do your, on your film junkie lives, even sometimes with like when you're at your standing desk or, or however you do that, you get almost like a stand up routine going on. I mean, I think you've really yeah. elevated your game. Yeah. Um, I mean, and that goes for everyone here. I mean, I remember Garza first started DMing me to like review his Kryptonian cut of, uh, <laughs> his fan edit of, of justice league is like how we met and um and and like that you you were like talented then but like seeing you grow as an editor as a video editor but then also like the the writing and the investigation that you've done and i think we've always kind of had that clash like push pull clash of you're you're very quick to jump to conclusions and you're smart and you jump to a lot of right conclusions but i'm so slow and that kind of gives us a we (laughs) polish things out really well because you'll you'll jump and i'll say no come back and and we usually end up on like I'm oh, yeah, faster you'll, you'll as the result. Like, but... Hey, don't say that. Don't say that yet. And I'll be like, yeah. God damn it, I'm ready about to write it. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, 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 just wait. Yeah. Um 
And um, you know, and, and Shiraz has been has been awesome too because you, you, you the like after Batman v Superman, it wasn't just we talk a lot about like Snyder and the way people talk about Snyder, but for Shiraz, it wasn't just like people aren't appreciating this director the way that I that I do. It was there is something broken in the way we, this community works and the way this industry handles things. And you didn't want to just champion Snyder, you wanted to actually fix the, the source of the problem, which is that um, that the, the community itself was broken. And so you went and you created a better community and you became you, you, you established your skills as a journalist and as a, as a manager of a community. Um, and so these are all things that we've learned. And so it's great to apply that in this environment, like learning to weather the storm. But what's really exciting is to know like, okay, so once that storm is done, like once there's not this like I'm special because I happen to know what's going on with justice league reshoots. And that is relevant to, to my job. What about when I take that knowledge and I can apply that to like any other movie. Um, and, um, and that's, that's like really exciting to kind of be able to, to continue on, not leave it behind. Cause it's going to be a big part of us, but I think we've all gained skills and abilities and, and a, and a, and a passion to do things in a, in a better different way. And I'm and I'm so excited for the to us to apply it in in ways that are bigger than just like um, you know will the Snyder Cut get reshoots or not? <laughs> well, and I think also because I think Steve and I I think with all of you guys I shared this at one point because I remember at my old school when I had that comic book club that I did after school I remember there was even like I had a you know the local paper wrote an article about it and I remember a big focus on it was about the headline was even teacher fights negativity it and and, and and it's and it was weird because it was like i took what i was doing on my podcast and i translated it with what i was trying to teach my students which is if you don't like something that's fine move on just just <laughs> just, just, just i mean and i guess that just goes to my personality and that's what i'm kind of looking forward to like returning to normal we know i mean i think the joke is normal is only setting on a dryer suicide squad i remember that line <laughs> but it's a good line it's a good it line. is a good line yeah but it, it's the idea of can we get back to the point that when we don't like something we just ignore it and when we love something we mm-hmm. talk about it yeah. and, mm-hmm. and and that's what i'm looking back forward to is like when we were in the era of release the Snyder cut, it seemed like we had to talk about this one thing because if we didn't talk about this one thing, we didn't talk about this one thing all the time, it was never going to happen. And I get that. And we needed a drive to help make what happened happen. I'm not disparaging that, but there was a whole bunch of other stuff I liked too. And there was a whole bunch of other stuff I wanted to talk about too. And I also got really tired of, I like this thing. But people who also like this thing feel like they have to crap on this thing that I also like, because if they don't crap on this thing, then this thing isn't going to happen. Well, now it's all happening. So now can't if you don't like it, can you just ignore it? And if you do like it, actually, can we talk about it? I think some of this that has actually happened. I mean, it's it's completely changed. And I I truly think that and not to talk shit about Scott Mendelson, but. I mean, the fact that he tried talking <laughs> shit uh, back in August about Ooh. Zack Snyder's trailer and Zack coming back and clapping that motherfucker like he was like, <laughs> like he just went, dude, <laughs> you're sitting there talking shit about something that was leaked that you shouldn't even be talking about. I mean, what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's it. 
Well, and that's one of those now, funny areas where, like, imagine if that was like Ryan Johnson or, yeah, right. yeah. Um, or like Lee Wannell or like any any like director who's like actively engaged with film Twitter. They would be like, they would love that stuff. That correct. But, and and yeah. so the fact that Zach just ran, I mean, literally never tweets about really anything to just come out and fucking bullseye that dude. It was just <laughs> that right there that told me as a fan and as somebody that is obviously involved in this, that that just proves that you shouldn't just talk shit about some director because you think you can get away with it. Cause mm-hmm. it's a mean hard fact. Right. And so to see these directors, and I think it's even happened with several other directors come out and basically call people out. Like Kathy Yan did it. It was the director of Wolverine. What's it's, name? Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, well, James uh, Mangold. Mango, yeah, yeah Mango. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't mention, don't mention Kathy I'm Ann not. because she called out. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she did. She called her back. I mean, I can't say anything about that. You know, so, you know? No, I think one thing about I think jumping off kind of Scott's point and even what Stephen mentioned about kind of this feeling of the post Snyder Cut coverage, and there's a sense where it is very liberating that you get to kind of go back to either covering. Uh, things in a more wider sense, but also looking at things um, in a broader sense and uh, thinking uh, deeper and wider than before, I think is something very interesting when it comes to this fandom because it doesn't just apply to Snyder's movies. You can go to any movie, like the Batman's coming on, something like things like that. And like Scott, I mean, you were working with kids and the same thing, we did the same thing when we launched the comic book debate um, workshop and we were working with mm-hmm. kids in uh, the inner city or in, in underserved communities and we want to kind of get that sense out there. Listen, you can do this too and, and you can be this also and be better. And, and just here's kind of steps I took and here's some things if you're interested, here's this. I mean, we, we launched the student corner of our website where students can actively publish on it in their own little area of the site. So these are the kind of things that I feel like are the next step where you go deeper in and you kind of focus and, and put that as um, a big reason. I guess the last thing I want to put because I'm going to head out and it made it my, my passing <laughs> thoughts like doing. But um, <laughs> but it, the, the whole the whole idea that like we were just Snyder. I think you, Scott, you said it perfectly. Like you were doing it years before, and all. And Stephen, you've been covering years before. Same with Dave. I mean, when I'm not gonna name the names, but you know, when people say that, like, oh, Snyder fanboy did an article, and this will happen. Well, <laughs> did you read the you know 30 articles they did on the U.S. election for Newsweek, or yep. did you look at the 20,000 view podcast I had on gun violence? You know, like. Or what we did with after George Floyd's death. Like, these are the stuff that we were doing, and then it gets kind of thrown under the rug that, oh, yeah, but he wrote this review for Rotten Tomatoes and he did this, said this on Twitter. Well, you know, the truth is all of us on this panel are much more broader than one movie or one campaign or one movement. Mm -hmm. And now that we're heading towards the release, we're going to have a lot of fun with it, but Mm -hmm. we're also going to be able to flex our muscles in other directions and see where it goes. And honestly, boys, I'm excited to see where everyone goes here. You know, and I know. A lot of you guys are working on cool projects. And Joe, you're working on some crazy things. And my job, I want to do them. I fly you guys. Make sure you guys get your work put out there as wide as audience as possible. And then as we build a little multiverse, you know, I think when like mm-hmm. Scott said, it's like a little multiverse where we all have our own little audience. And when we do these crossovers with Dave, which he does a great job at, it all kind of comes together, which I really appreciate. We want to see more of that. I think that'd be great. Mm-hmm. But appreciate that's my main that. thought, man. But thank you yes. guys for bringing me on. Thank you, Dave. Great stream last time. Always raising yeah, money, you, good man. stuff. Proud of you, man. Yes. All right, everybody. It, man. That's That's right. Right. You're next. I yeah. can't wait till you interview Snyder next, man. Yeah. Really stay, can. Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, I know it's coming. I'm in. I know it's. I know he's gonna show up on your guys' stuff, man. Cannot wait.
right. I, I, All right, Tras. All right, appreciate coming on, man. Take it easy. All right, Tras. Right. I've got to head out here too, guys. It's almost yes. one o'clock where I'm at. Yeah, I know. I was, about to say, I was like, go. I know. You, I know it's late for you too. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, I appreciate you coming on. I mean, I, you know, uh, as always, you you always have an open door. And uh, like I said, uh, guys, please uh, follow her. She's doing great things. And um, for the uh, for the whole for everything, us united, and uh, of course the, the the Snyder movement and everything she's doing mm-hmm. right there. Follow her. And uh, like I said, she's got a uh, a new stream going on with uh, Wonder Meg and Amanda Colbert that is uh, yep. opening the door for new voices. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep, so, yep, yep. Uh, we got you. some great things coming. So I will say, see you guys later. Um, yes. Appreciate Bye. it. Thank Bye, you. Bye. Bye. Have, a good Have a good night. I'm right here next to Dave now. I'm I know. Right look at that. You're <laughs> not in the corner. We were sharing, uh, Scott was sharing uh, war stories. I remember there was one episode that I recorded with Garza. Like, we recorded the whole fucking thing. It was like an hour or something. No, you know what? It, it was It was the literally, it was our breaking fucking talking about the temple, Shrine of the Amazons, because I already know what you're going to talk about. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, my commitment was that fucking deep. So, let me fucking it. finish. Garza, like, God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. We're not in our stream. Let me hey, guys, talk. guys. Okay, well, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you going to no, say? No, no. What I was going to say that that uh, we recorded the whole thing, like, almost an hour and a half. And uh, and Garza, like, after we finished the whole thing, it's like, dude, I, my whole fucking my sound. I didn't record shit. I was like, well, I recorded my part. So he just actually heard the whole fucking thing and respond and re-recorded the whole thing like he was having a fucking conversation. Oh. Oh. Tim <laughs> did that one time and yeah. he said never again. again. He, said, <laughs> he, he did that where his audio was crap. He responded oh, to my audio and he said, No, if this ever happens again. We will delay the episode. We will just <laughs> re-record the whole blasted thing. But, and and we couldn't things. because that was the that was the Shrine of the Amazons reveal that Correct. we were doing we were exclusively. And so I was like, fuck a duck, dude. Are you <laughs> kidding me? And so yeah, I, how, I literally spent since the time. when do you have audio issues anyway? Like what a random <laughs> I know, exactly. Like, it literally like, was totally a unexpected out thing. of left field. <laughs> I was shocked. Look at Rarity. Sorry, was, I had to I come back for that one. That was that was a good was, job, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah, good, good job. I was, hard back. Yeah. He just came back I for the drop. I was completely befuddled. Okay, I was. I mean, it, it was nowhere to be seen that that would have happened or an issue would have arose from that point. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. It just uh, it fucked up. But I knew that it was going to be an important episode, so I was like, dude, I got to make the commitment. And so I literally just respond. I remembered the kind of responses that I had because keep in mind on his end, it was already recorded. So I had to make sure my responses were timed. Yes. And so that, that way I wasn't talking over him or him responding to me. differently. Like, so. so this day I'm like, cause you know, like when you give a response, how the fuck do you remember what we were <laughs> talking about? What did you ask at that point? Oh my God. You don't because you're just in the moment. I mean, it's exactly. Like, I used to, I used to actually, I don't do it anymore because I don't have the time, but I used to listen to the shows when they came out because okay. I, I couldn't remember. Like I would forget what we said. Like I would actually listen to our own show just to go, Okay, what did we t- what did we talk about? Yeah, I like, stopped that was doing like, that a long time ago. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, I stopped doing it. I mean, relatively speaking, you know, we've been doing right. this for five years. I haven't done that 
in probably like three years, but it used to be a fun thing. It's like, oh, I still listen to the end because I still want to know if Tim throws something. Once Tim started throwing B-roll at the end of our episodes, hmm. it became going, okay, Tim, you're going you're gonna to sneak something in there at the end that I need to be aware of? <laughs> and then, of course, I talk to you guys, and no one even realizes that's where we sign off. There's like a whole other oh, five dude. minutes after the show. <laughs> I know. It's like every time I like I've listened to your show, I'm like, all right, they're done. I'm gonna move on to the next thing or something like that. And then when I got on your show, you're like, oh wait, you guys do this thing at the end? What? <laughs> yeah. Oops. I felt bad. I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> no, no, Dave. It's just funny that when we do that, I was like, oh, wow, people don't listen to the stupid exploding <laughs> ending that we've been doing for five years. I always listen because I have to I always predict what the what you're going to blow up. Yes. Oh, Jeez, that's the, that's the fun part. That's the fun part. You I even called realize- it last week, I think, at last vodka stream. I was like, you guys are going to blow up Dave on the next step. And I haven't listened yet, so I apologize. <laughs> but um, but that was my, my prediction after he forgot okay. to have you sign off. Okay, I will, oh, I, I will. I will give you. I'll give you a, a little bit of a spoiler. I do not. I have given Dave enough crap since last <laughs> Friday. I honestly am worried that Dave thinks I'm mad. I. No, no, I no, was. No, no. I was hoping that how hard I was laughing at the at <laughs> the after show last week that Dave understands that everything I'm doing at this point is just yeah. to give him shit. It's oh, just, no, just it's to fun. give him shit. I love it. I love it. I mean, I mean, like I said, I was I was high on just you know interviewing Snyder and Bourbon, and the fact that I forgot it ended up being a funny moment because, like I said, when my mom called and I didn't answer at first, and when I called her back, the first thing she said was, "You forgot Scott." You know, and that and the fact that you did that little drop for me at the so then I put it at the beginning of uh, the Sunday morning hangover. She loved it, absolutely loved it. She now follows you on Twitter, Scott. He does. I he felt I won that day. I felt like yeah. I won. No, it, it it all ended up turning into like a great freaking thing. Like you know, little mess ups when you can turn it into something like positive. That's what I'm all about. I mean, it was hilarious. We had a good laugh. And it all just turned into a positive. So don't worry, Scott. I don't think you're like upset with me or anything like that. It ended up being great entertainment. But that's the that's also the beauty of the community that we've built. That like we don't have these tender little egos. Yes. No. Like I even I mean I like like at the end of last week's stream, I saw it. (laughs) Well, Garza, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, All I heard was ego. I got distracted and I was like, ego. But like about me again. Yeah, but it was so funny because I saw it coming. Like I realized, Dave, Dave's, Dave's forgetting. And you notice what did I not do? I didn't say. I just was like, I'm just gonna. I felt like I was at the Vegas. I was like, just let it ride. I mean, I felt really bad. But then when we just started like you know busting each other's chops and the fact that I with my mom and stuff like that, it just it turned into just like this thing that ended up being just entertaining as shit. And it, you know, it's just that's what you got to do. You got to turn that that negative into a positive, man. It was yeah. so it was great. It was great. And that and that's and that and I think to anyone and this is kind of like the like the mentor corner. It's like if you want to get into this. I'm sorry, you can't take yourself seriously. No, you really, really can't. I mess up. Oh, you can tell who takes themselves too seriously, too. Right. It's like you can't realize that when we get stuff wrong, it's like we laugh at people who, like, we have people like this year going, Hey, I'm going to go listen to your first episode. And we're like, I feel like that Morgan Freeman gift from Dark Knight going, 
Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Even just scrolling all the way back to that, you're going to get carpet. Oh home. man, it's, gonna, it's bad. But hey, guys, we got some uh, we got some Patreon questions that I want to answer. Yeah, Ooh. we got two of them. We got two of them right now. So I'm going to bring up uh, Carrie. This is actually going to be a good one when it comes to comic book writers. So I think uh, Scott, you're going to be uh, you're probably going to answer is this. Carrie before. Vanderberg. Yeah, he's I great. love Carrie. <laughs> yeah, so here he is right here. Hey, Dave, it's Kerry, um, and this question is for the panel for the vodka stream. Um, I wanted to get all of your guys' take on the news from earlier this week about Jeff Johns' new creator-owned uh, book that he's going to be uh, making over at Image. For a while, I've wondered if switching over to Image and starting to develop his own brand and uh, library of IP there would be the better move for him because we've seen people like Greg Rucka and others uh, not only – uh, get to do their creator own work, but then that stuff gets has been getting adapted and uh, in, made into movies and TVs like The Old Guard for Netflix. Um, do you think this is the right career move for Jeff Johns and a good opportunity for him? And maybe was this the signal to us that his days at Warner Brothers in DC are numbered? I wanted to get all of you guys' uh, take on that. Have a good one. Ooh. Ooh. Well, Jeff Johns question. question. Yeah, because that news came out that he was doing that. Well, I, I actually wanted to know your thoughts on that, Scott. You know? Oh, th- oh. Well, well. I mean, <laughs> I thought you were. Talking, I thought I, I felt that you were addressing that question to me. <laughs> go on, Scott. Uh, well, go on, well, Scott does have a really interesting take. I hope you talk about yes. your your Watchmen bit that you normally bring up in this context hmm. about his uh, no, not Watchmen the um, the Doomsday Clock. You take clock out about saying, yeah. Yeah, I, it's I I have already figured out, and I think what Steve is alluding to is that Jeff. I have seen Jeff John's days at DC being numbered for oh, a yeah. while. Oh yeah. Uh, if anyone hasn't heard, I'm sorry if you if you've heard this statement from me before, but Stephen wants me to repeat it. That <laughs> Doomsday Clock was obviously. When originally launched all those years ago, that was Jeff Johns looking at what happened with the New 52 and going, okay, I can fix this. I can get us back story-wise to pre-Flashpoint DC continuity. Like that, that was obvious. Look at Rebirth. That was obviously the goal. Once Justice League happened, and he lost his position as chief creative officer. You, you, if you read Doomsday Clock, you can look at the delays, and you can watch. In my personal opinion, subjectively, a decline in quality as the story goes on because costume designs changed. Because when that was launched, he announced at a comic con. Doomsday Clock is one year in the future. So DC Comics are going to spend the next year catching up to where Doomsday Clock starts. Well, obviously, that didn't happen because Doomsday Clock ended up getting published over like a three-year period. And, And by the end of it, I didn't give a crap anymore. I just wanted it to be... Like, it was exciting at first, and then it was just like, all right. Right, right. I was like, I just wanted to be done. And by the time I got to that last issue, I was like, well, one, issue 12 sucks, like in my opinion. It just, it just <laughs> sucked. Even though like the first half was really great, 
And then you could see where the delays started happening. And then you could tell from the monthly books that like no one gave a shit what was going on in Doomsday Clock. And so there became this issue of, is this continuity anymore? Does this have anything to do? And you realize, no, it really didn't. Like no one gave a crap. Everyone was like, no, we're going to go off and do our, we're going to go off and do our own thing. And I feel like, and then, and then, you know, Dan DiDio was talking about 5G and then mm-hmm. 5G didn't happen because the Dio got the boot. And that's when Scott Snyder with death metal, it was like, Death metal suddenly became what Doomsday Clock what was should have been should have been or what 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 Jeff Johns anticipated Doomsday Clock yeah. to be, except for where Jeff Johns was going to take Doomsday Clock and say, okay, let's get back to a pre-flashpoint continuity, let's bring back all the nostalgia and the JSA and all these characters, and let's blame the serious take from the new 52 post-flashpoint era on Dr. Manhattan and the Watchmen universe, it almost felt like it was a meta criticism of what comic books became after Dark Knight Returns and Watchmen. That's how, at least how I interpreted my reading of Doomsday Clock was he was almost criticizing that era mm-hmm. of, of comics Thanks. and what that meant for the industry. And then death metal becomes the literally Scott Snyder said he had a sticky note on his computer monitor that says everything counts. Hmm. And that became the mantra for death metal. And you've, we've heard these rumors from Bleeding Cool about the omniverse. The idea that DC is just going, fuck it. Everything <laughs> happens. You do you. And if you want to tie it in, great. Otherwise, we're just going to let creators write the books they want to write. Which personally for me is what I'm excited about because I'm over monthly books. Give me a mini series. Yes. Give me an Elch world. Give me a give me a black label book, and I am and I am so much more happier. Then you look at Three Jokers. Three Jokers (laughs) was was set up in issue number fifty of his Justice League run, Mm. and his Justice League run was epic. I loved his New Fifty Two Justice League run. But you set up the three Jokers thing in that issue number 50. It gets brought up again in the Rebirth special. And then it just went away until the three Jokers book came out. So when the three Jokers book comes out, the costumes don't match continuity. The story doesn't feel as big as the setup was from justice league and rebirth and when i got to the end of three jokers i was just kind of like meh (laughs) like i i felt that way like issue number two of three jokers is amazing issue number two is a fantastic read but issue number one is a 40 something pages of exposition set up and then the third issue was like this felt like this needed to be six issues. Like this felt like it needed to be like a 12 issue miniseries. It did not need to be three black label books. Mm. So I feel like by that point, once three, and I know there's the rumors from bleeding cool, that there's going to be a sequel to three jokers because three that, jokers. That's the new thing. That's, that's, that's the new really thing. Good, because three jokers sold. Well, yeah, it sold a lot because people wanted to, you know, I'm not, and that's what things we, well, it was a joker. The setup had been like four years in the make, four or five years in the making. We wanted to know, like, even no matter how you felt about Jeff Johns, I felt like you still wanted to know yeah. what was the payoff for this. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that is what you can attribute to the sales. Now, granted, I pre-ordered all the variants. So I'm I'm guilty of going, I bought it digitally. I got all the variants. Sure, I, I spent my money on the books. But when I was done with the story, I was like, <clears throat> and so I so I feel like if Johns wants to go off to do image, great. Let me see what you can do with your own stuff. That would and, be interesting. And that would be interesting. Now, am I interested in it? I'm not interested in paying money. If yeah. it's something that I can get from the library, if something that I can borrow in Comicsology Unlimited, I might yeah. do that. I, I because I am someone who I look at what's been going on with John's in the movie side, and it has soured me on him personally. It does not taint it, it, it does not taint what he's previously written that I loved. And as much as some people want to criticize and say the only reason maybe I didn't like Three Jokers was because of this bullshit. I'm going to call bullshit on that. <laughs> I just didn't like the story. Okay. Yeah. I'm allowed to not love everything the man right. does. It's perfectly okay. And so, sure, go off and do go off and do image and do some creative I mean, stuff. Greg Brunkman does some amazing stuff. Well, yeah. Brew Baker does some amazing stuff. I always love it when creators are able to go and go, do your own thing. Let me judge you on how well you can do your own thing. And so, and I, and I just completely monopolized that. I'm sorry, but that's, I had thoughts. Makes sense. I mean, you know what? I mean, you can't like, like you said, you, you don't have to like everything the artist does. I mean, obviously, like I said, Everett's and Garza don't like Tenet, even though, you know, Christopher Nolan, it's fine. It's fine. And you like everything else, right? Even, uh, uh, well, not that Dark Knight Rises. He fucking hates the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't Whatever. I don't hate uh, the Dark Knight Rises. I don't hate it. I think it's just feel <laughs> well, it's, it's disjointed. Right now? I totally it's disjointed. It, yeah. it just but, didn't feel like it was part of a, that trilogy. It, 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 it did. It, it did for those like the the true Batman fans, and I am gatekeeping <laughs> right now. So I'm just kidding. No, no. no but when it comes to Johns, um, yeah. you know. I, Look, I'll admit it. I bought things to keep as you know reserved, just to invest a little bit, you know. So I bought the three jokers. Did I read it? Absolutely not. I can give a shit less. Did I get the number one issue? Yeah, because you know what? Regardless of what happens, it's probably going to be a popular book. And so, you know, it sure was the fact that he is actually coming and not necessarily leaving DC because that's not what he's doing. But if you're going to tell me that he's now going to be concentrating on his own IP at another comics division that's not DC, that all but signifies that DC is kind of going, yeah, we don't need you right now. Yeah, we're, and we're kinda... probably not going to need you for a while. Yeah. And you might want to be looking at different options from here on out because we have Scott Snyder. And yeah. has, and how, how good has he been at creating new characters? Like well, he created yeah. Star Girl. Yeah, uh, he created yeah. Magon, Miss Martian. That right. is. Okay. But cool. But but the point is though is that look at Scott Snyder as a as a classic example who's a writer. Mm-hmm. How many characters has Scott Snyder created? All the Batman Just characters that he death created. Metal. Well, he's been dealt. I mean, like I said, I will always praise uh, Rebirth. Like when Rebirth came out and Batman All Star, that Two Face mm-hmm. and uh, Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And see, for me, it was I. Uh, 
I still have not read Black Mirror, which is when he created James mm-hmm. Gordon Jr. Well, he didn't create James Gordon Jr., but he he, he took he basically did because like James Gordon yeah. Jr. was a character was a baby in year yeah. one, yeah. and Scott Snyder went, "What happened to him? We could do something with that. We could do right. something. We that, do yeah. something with that." And he writes Black Mirror because he was like Dick Grayson's Batman. He needs a nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, that's, and that's cool. That, and then he goes and writes Gates of Gotham, which then develops this history of Gotham, which pretty much is now being used. Like that's yeah. become. And then you get to New 52. And when your first freaking arc is the Court of Owls, oof, oof, that's oof. when you know you're doing something <laughs> well. That's what I'm saying. Like, I read, I, I remember buying all of those, those, uh, uh, trade paperbacks like i was i bought one through seven and i fucking read through them and i was like like I, I didn't realize that the the court of owls was like something brand new that had never been you know introduced and so i was reading it from scott snyder and i was like it's fairly fresh fuck? yeah i was like how the fuck do you even think about all this knowing that there's 80 years worth of history well at that time it was 70 years but 70 years of history of batman and you're going I'm going to develop not only an iconic villain, but an intricate way to go. Here is something inside of Gotham that you guys don't even know about as a readers. Yeah. Like I was just, I was like, uh, it was, I was enamored by that storytelling. And then, and then to incorporate the Joker the way he did. And and at the end where I think he, I think episode or the number three of the trade pet, was uh, death, death of the, the family, death of the family, not yes. death in the family, and I was yeah. like, dude, yeah. and how we, you know, basically fucked up the entire Bat family, and then end game for for number seven, I was just like, dude, this guy not only gets Batman, but he could he can tell a story that is just so over the top, and then to introduce death metal, uh, hmm. I was just uh, well. Yeah, and the only thing that the only thing that hurts me was that his Batman run was so amazing that no one gay no one was everyone slept on Peter Tomasi on Batman and Robin, which mm-hmm. I loved because when Scott Snyder was writing Batman, he was very Batman centric. Yeah. But Tomasi was over there going, We've got a Batman and Robin who are father and son. Let's Let's dig into that dynamic. Mm-hmm. And and you have a son who was raised by the League of Assassins. Like, right. like <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tomasi's run on Batman and Robin before he took over Superman and Rebirth, which his Superman Rebirth run was great. Amazing. That was great. That was great. I'm I mean, I, I I'm sorry. I, I want to take a moment here to just stand in my soapbox and go, Peter Tomasi. Read Batman and Robin, read Superman, read Super Sons. Super Sons great. Yeah. I mean Super Sons I love. Oh, yeah. I love Super Sons. I have not read his detective because that was right when my comic book I, I need to catch up on his detective run. Hmm. But man, Peter Tomasi, such well, a that's guy. the thing though, is so like when you think about it with if if the fact that they have these kind of stories and the fact that Death Metal uh, Dark Knights kind of took over what was really establishing as the de facto new journey and now into future state, you're going, where does Jeff Johns fall into this? He's kind of literally the sidekick. He's like, uh, dude, we don't even need you anymore. Like we got Jim Lee, who was a fantastic creator and not only a fantastic creator, but 
he understands all these stories can be told in a different way, but he's not a dictator like Johns was. Like Johns was like, I'm doing rebirth and you guys are all gonna have to follow it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing DC oh, I'm, I'm doing yeah. Doomsday Clock. You guys are all gonna have to follow it. Jim Lee is like, no, no, dude. Y'all just do y'all's thing and we're gonna get we're gonna do this. That's why the omniverse idea appeals to me because I think even Snyder has said that after death metal, he's like, I'm, 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 I've done what I need to do in the superhero genre. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to him going back to image and doing stuff like witches and, Mm -hmm. you know, his, his creator. Yeah. Something different. His creator owned stuff because that's always fun. Yeah. Steven, I was about to say, what do you got? I feel like it's like, well, I was going to say, I feel like we're kind of getting to a point where not just with with comics, but just the notion of canon in general. It's like a reverse. Um, it's like reverse. It's like approaching Crisis on Infinite Earths from the opposite side of like, you know what? Maybe there's too much effort being put into keeping things clean. Like the fact that they have to like blow up and, re- and soft reboot or full reboot or like every few years they have to figure out like, how do we fit this all back together? And they're like, you know what? Maybe we can just like make stories and not worry about how the stories fit together and just worry about making good stories. It's the exact same thing they did with the movies. And I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a product of, or if it just happened at the same time as um, sort of the MCU thing and the general consciousness um, kind of grabbed onto this idea of, it's all connected. Everything fits together. And, um, and you know, the MCU and you had star Wars doing it, um, in a big pop culture way, but then all comics have been doing that for, for years and years. And, um, and it's getting to the point now where all of them, like even Marvel is taking the like multiverse approach now with like, you know what, let's find a way to tell some stories that like, we're not constrained by other stories. Like at a certain point, Canon is a more of a burden than it is a, um, like a boost. Like there's, there's cool things you can get from Canon and the way that you can like pull other stuff and reference stuff and make long form stories. But, um, but it's, it's eventually it's a, it's a, um, you're, you're a servant to Canon more so than, um, than sort of being embellished by it. Um, which I thought was a cool kind of note that Snyder pointed out about, um, why he likes, uh, the dark Knight returns, mm. which I thought was a really cool distinction was about how, like the dark Knight returns as its own story. And like, yes, it's connected to all this other stuff, but like it can be adapted as a standalone movie, like kind of on its own. Whereas like most other ongoing Batman stuff is like just that it's this ongoing service of a larger mythology. And that mythology is great. And those stories are all great. And the iterations are all, you know, for the most part, there's, there's lots of good stuff in there, but it's all just kind of a part of this, this, these runs that just like go on and on. And it's like, it'd be really great to get to a place where more, um, like storytelling can be the focus instead of like worrying about where is the universe going or yeah. you know where is the franchise going. Um, and, and like not that that's totally non-existent because there's else worlds and all sorts of stuff. But um, yeah, just I think canon people are starting to realize it's a little bit more of a burden than yeah. was intended. When I mean yeah. that was one of the things I wanted to ask, like Snyder too, is like I mean, well, I think I I mean I think the point came across was the fact that you know he said that you know when these comic book writers do a one-off you know that's what happens you have a graphic novel of a story that's what he was trying to do he was trying to establish that and the fact that 
you know, I should have brought it back to Christopher Nolan when I brought up the Christopher Nolan question because I always wanted to know that question of like, did Christopher Nolan just essentially go, you know, when Warner Brothers was like, hey, can you do what you did with Dark Knight to Superman? And he said, no, but I know a guy. And that's what happened. I mean, Snyder was like, oh, yeah, he hit me up. And he said, hey, they want to do this grounded Superman thing. And and so I guess that's what probably like, you know, turn the wheels with Snyder. It's like start off with Man of Steel. And then it was like, all right, what's the sequel? And he pitched, oh, what if Batman was the villain? Not like some fucking, not Brainiac, like the obvious or Lex Luthor, not the obvious. Let's just have Batman do it and have this whole, you know, story that can actually be an arc where he, you know, where eventually where, what he, what he ended up doing and what we hopefully can full on see. It's just, it's its own contained story. That's why when like people who are like sticklers about, oh, Dick Grayson's the dead Robin. Well, fuck that. I hate that. I hate that. And I'm like, well, it works for his story. It's not, you know, I get it. I get it. Everybody's like, you know, Jason Todd's the, the Batman that dies, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or the well, Robin that dies. What's, what's kind of insulting story. to me about that argument is that it's, it's like, I, I like, I like Dick Grayson, but I think it's kind of yeah. reductive to Jason Todd to reduce him to the Batman that died. Or the like these are the the, yeah, sorry the Robin. the Robin that died because <laughs> um, the, these are all characters and uh, yeah. on their own and and Jason Todd's death doesn't matter just because he died it matters yeah. because of who he was as a Robin and how he died and what that does to Batman and which so which I'm Dick Grayson dying like, does something different to Batman than yeah than Jason Todd does which does something different than Tim Drake would then or than uh, than Damian right, would. Yeah, so, the point curious, though. I'm the, curious to see what Titans does with the whole Red Hood, Jason. Right, Todd because thing. he's not going to die. Yeah, right? like, actually, oh, the people, people haven't heard yeah. that they're not they're not killing but him. Here, yeah. here's the main thing, though: yeah. the fact that everybody that was all—I mean—and I say everybody, I just mean that that are like big Snyder supporters that were sitting there going, "I don't agree with that. I don't like that." Good. Hey, imagine what Batman would fucking think. Like, dude, he, exactly. he's not thinking that his first Robin is going to fucking die, right? Yeah. So imagine that. No, he knows that Jason Todd better. is the one that's supposed to die. He would have been pissed. It's like, you're not the one that's <laughs> yeah. supposed to die. It's supposed to be Jason Todd. He's the Robin exactly. that dies. Yeah. It, that's my point. It's like, he doesn't know. Like, dude, imagine that Batman having his first apprentice, his first Robin, lose, like, get killed yeah, specifically because up, of his, his nemesis. He's going to be like. That's going to fuck you up, man. Yeah, dude, it's gonna fuck you up to where you know you're you're a little jaded a little bit, and that's maybe, two years maybe into it. Maybe it's why I was able to enjoy. I ha- I've only done one track, and there's like seven choices you could make. But that Death in the Family interactive oh, movie. Yeah. Um. By the way, you want to get the Blu-ray because if you get the digital, you don't get the choose your own adventure option. Yeah. So you gotta like, watch a Yeah. Basically, they just cut the different story threads like oh. solid. But yeah. if you get the Blu-ray, you actually get to do like the, like I think you get like three or four choices every time, and you, like five or six times in the course of the movie, okay. you can choose a different branch. I grew up on Choose Your Own Adventure books, so, so like did I, I'm man. watching, so yeah. I'm watching this movie, and I, and I, I've been hearing like the mixed reviews, and my question has been, okay, how many of you got the Blu-ray? How many of you bought digitally and are just having to? watch through instead of actually like actively like that's crazy i didn't know making making choices 
And what I loved about it was that I'm taking a story I know. I know Death in the Family. I know yeah. Under the Red Hood. But then to watch their little Elseworlds, like, oh, but if you do this, this is what happens. I, I don't know. I feel like some people, like, I like taking a story that I know and you tricking me. Or you or you well, doing something it, that uh, I don't, that I don't expect. Of, like, a character... Like events that happen to people is like what sort of shapes their character, but to reduce a character to the events that happen to them instead of their their personality and their and their abilities and et cetera is um like like you should be able to take a character like Jason Todd and say, okay, what if he didn't die or what if he died this way instead um or or any character really, and so it's just really weird to me that like I think what you're kind of pointing out with this is how like it's just funny to, to say like that is such a um, like defined point and like that's the only thing worth talking about. Not, not that obviously it's a big deal in in context, but um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that it's, that that Dick Grayson. <laughs> it's just absolutely like, out one, of dude? all this bullshit. Me, you know, like, out of yeah. all the bullshit <laughs> that has happened, yeah. out of everything that, is, that could possibly happen in BBS and this world of Batman. It is just unfucking thinkable that Dick yeah. Grayson is the one that dies. It's like, dude, I mean, were Wait. you really, literally going? Oh, but I needed to see a Dick Grayson movie. Like, dude, I, when I saw that fucking that burnt or not, I didn't know it was burnt at the time. But <laughs> I saw the the costume, you know, with the the jokes on you. My first thought was, God damn, dude! I, I, like, I didn't know who died, and that's what it should have been like. I, I should not have been like. It's just a Robin. Oh, yeah. yeah, as we say on, means- on BVS by the minute. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, in, in the text of the movie, it is there was a Robin. He died. Correct. That's you have no idea who it was, in the- and that's how it should have been, and that's how it was in the in the trailers, and that's how it is in the movie. It could have been carried. There was no. All we know. Yeah, it literally could have been anybody. It could have been a no name Robin. We had no idea, but the fact that this was not based on any kind of comic directly, it wasn't like a. A, a direct adaptation of any comic meant that I can look at that Robin costume and go, I know that that's a Robin. I know that they died and I know that they died by the Joker's hand. That's it. That's all I need to know. Regardless of whatever, who it was, we know that that happened and, and Bruce obviously still takes it to heart. Very seriously. Yeah. But I mean, what movie it. has been like a direct adaptation of the comic? Watchmen. Books? That's it. That's the and only watch well, v, v for Vendetta is close yeah, um, that's true. But we're I mean, talking even about, with Watchmen, he had to change the ending a little. Like bit. he changed the, ending DC, and the DC oh, lore and in the Marvel movies. Which one we can say other than right. Watchmen? It you can't. Uh, Vertigo uh, is V for Vendetta, right? So, yeah. so anything else outside of that? Which movie can you say? Okay, this one was beat by beat. You know, uh, yeah. uh, no, you can't. So if it's I don't not, think, if it's not one of the animated movies. Yeah, correct. Right. Even, even the animated movie, because like when I I remember watching uh, uh, Jay Oliver, The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, when he uh, it was very close to the comics, but there were a couple of he took a, a couple of liberties with the story. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I still enjoy the hell out of that movie. Even Year One, it was another it was another one too. 
So oh, the, year one, year one's a year one. They had to add stuff just so, to make it sixty minutes. Correct. <laughs> of course, you know it's a very it's a short story. So yeah. that, that that's what. I, so I don't understand why we have why pe- not us, but why people had this uh, notion that he has to adhere to a specific timeline to a specific uh, rule how to, how he got to treat these these characters when he's making I his see. movies. I don't know. This is probably hyperbolic, but I kind of feel like most people don't actually care about that. They just want people to know how much they care about comics right. or how much they know about comics. And so being able to say like, he did it wrong because here's a list of all the things that are supposed to happen. Right. Like, like, flexing, like, I, I want to remind yeah. everyone. I mean, I mean, I mean, just, just, I mean Jesus Christ. I mean, Dude. You respect will you respect any time like somebody decides to tweak something or change something and right, hey, I, mean, I want something new and interesting. You have to, yes. It can't be legit. <laughs> ah, that's I mean, that's what I respect about I mean, when it comes to Snyder, even when it comes to even like MCU movies that like take little bits from like, oh, the source material. We're gonna take this little part right here that you recognize maybe and then but we're gonna it, but the rest of it's gonna be something different and new different. there's nothing wrong with that there's oh my, my god the amount the amount of the mcu took 616 oh. and ultimate universe and just went <laughs> we're, we're gonna take what we like we're gonna take what we like from 616 we're gonna take what we like from the ultimate universe and then we're just gonna make this great hodgepodge that yeah does what we want to do with it yeah, the whole fucking Infinity Saga is just like yeah. completely different oh, to what. Oh, the Civil War! I mean, so Civil I mean, War. Exactly. I, I hope so, I hope eventually they do oh, more of a legit, maybe in like a series form mm-hmm. with Civil War. You know, because you know that is a pivotal Marvel. Oh, well, even even X Men. I mean, yeah, that's oh yeah, X Men. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, oh. I mean, look at like the first time we saw Spider Man on live action. Sam Raimi was like, you know what? We're not going to have. Peter do the yeah. web shooters. He's gonna have it like built into Organic. his organic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at any superhero movie. It works. Well, I'll, I'll be I'll be legit, like for real. Like I bought I bought comics when I was younger. When I was a kid, I'd go to the comic store and I bought Spider Man. I bought X Men stuff. But when I wa- I remember how Peter uh, how uh, Sam Raimi's Spider Man you know influenced me so much that that moment when I watched in 2012 or 2002. I just assumed that that was how Peter did it. Like, yeah, I, I just thought it would be organic. So when yeah. I saw like, the new sense. versions where they're like, they made it make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of, that was weird to me. So I'd always thought it was organic. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Just come out. It was risk. No, like, you're not the only one. When I was little, <clears throat> when I was little, the first movie I watched was 1949. Um, <laughs> Shit. Fuck the up. first issue? <laughs> no, it was 1978. Uh, the first. Um, paid a nickel to see us. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Flash Gordon. Actually, I picked. I picked oh. this. Yeah, dude, it's I not like, 1938 anymore. Apples don't yeah. cost a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are terrible. Yeah. Now you're making me. I lost my train of thought. Never mind. Continue. Oh, you know, 1978. Yes. When I watched when I watched uh the Spider-Man movie, I remember vividly that was the first <laughs> superhero I ever saw on on, on on the movie screen. And all the time I I he was like you, you saw at the beginning that he was uh, shooting his web shooters, and then like you see him like putting this stuff together. I'm like, wait, you see he a spider, Spider-Man? You would think that he that will be part of his uh DNA or whatever it is. No, so that I mean, was to yeah. me that to me that made sense it back did, when I was like six years like, old. I mean, it, it is crazy to think like, 
wow, they just made that little subtle change and we all accepted it. Like, yeah, like it was nothing. Yeah. Why not? Make sense. He's, well, also he's because, because let's talk about 2002 Spider-Man, Sam Raimi. Oh man. That movie. Done. That, that movie yeah. was on fire because yes. it was oh, like, it revolutionized. They, they, they put yeah. him in a costume that looked the way it looked in the comics perfect and yes. and sam raimi loved that stan lee steve ditko era yeah. oh yeah he did and you it just exuded and you know what so as much job. as i can give crap about well, the green goblin costume and yeah you know, the green yeah, 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 yeah i mean yeah. you know and all the, the things well, Willem Dafoe it, was, it was a great villain i wish they would so the, the, yeah. the weird thing about that is that you know we had x-men in 2000 and yes like i didn't get the same feeling that i got when i watched x-men and i think it was because x-men was so you know it was about a group and you know you we saw you know like i'm a huge wolverine fan so yeah but i don't know it was just something about spider-man that we that the way it was it was just created and the way it just worked for me and i was like blown away the first time that they really i mean despite all this talk about the web shooters i guess per per scott's points also it's like the first time they really embraced like what the comics were like even batman 89 or yeah or, or even like superman took like major deviations kind of from from key aspects of the characters that people were fine with because like they, they didn't know or they didn't care as much but like spider-man was so true to um like like the comic the the uh, costume was like right off the page i guess superman was was kind of mm-hmm. like that also but like even you know batman wasn't like that batman wasn't like that until um until BVS was like the first time that it's like, Oh yeah, that's how it looks in the comics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah right. pretty much. Yeah. Which, yeah. and that's, that's why I'm saying it's so like to think about back in those days, you know, before you really had all these people coming out saying one film is better or, you know, one side is better than the other. It was just, Hey, look, I, I was a, a film fan and I wanted to go see a good film. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. I saw Spider-Man and I was like, Holy shit. Like, I had no filter. I was just, yeah. I was enamored. Well, nobody also, knew. Well, it was also nobody even like knew to, DC or Marvel. Well, right. and and to Dave's point, you know, we're we are, and I hate selling like the old man, but I'm going to. It's like we are so we are <laughs> we are we are so freaking spoiled. Benefit, please, we are spoiled. I, I mean, well, I so mean, I'm times. talking about days when it was three years in between, like. Yeah, Batman and Robin was 1992. Batman Forever was 1995, and no, there was no, like Batman. No, that was Batman Forever. Batman Returns. Yeah, no, no, no Batman, Batman Returns. Sorry, Batman, Batman Returns Batman 92. Forever. Batman Forever Batman 95. Forever. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's just like or no, Batman and Robin. Robin was 97. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They they took two years for that one. They were like, yeah. let's get it out there, and it was like, oh shit. But you know, yeah. it's it's kind of like when we go through Squadcast movies and we literally review every comic book movie ever made and you look at some of those gaps of years oh, yeah. that you're just like wow that so that was it for that was mm-hmm. it for 1989 yep. oh, there were two movies in 89 oh, okay and then 90 there was a couple and, yeah. and movies that even at the time you didn't know were based on comic books yeah right and, and, and you would just see this progression and then you watch some of them and you're like, well, not only were there few and far between so many of them, they were crap. Right. But the thing, you, who, who, who is to blame? I, I, I feel like that if, if we, if we would have gotten somebody who, <clears throat> who would have gone to DC and said, listen, you have this amazing IP. Let's start banging this movie out. 
in 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 let's create this shared universe, it would have been we would have been uh, singing a, a different tune because nobody did. Well, we did. We we well, got Drive Nine. We had we had three movies. Then we had Superman Return, which absolutely fucking sucked. And uh, and before <laughs> that, what absolutely sucked. No, it's they're, they're so fucking, fucking hated. It. <laughs> but but there are the, the before play, that we had so it was not airplane no fucking good. Okay, yeah. The okay. only movie wrong. The only friends. <laughs> The only franchise that was really actually making a, uh, some a noise was the X Men franchise, and yeah, so Spider Man, yeah, in Spider Man, of course, and and so there was nothing in on the DC side they they could have said, listen, we could make this uh this share well not a share universe, but at least create make more movies for them. Superman, Batman, and all the characters that are part of the universe. That, that yeah. that's. Well, it was interesting. It was interesting because you know because you had, like I said, the X Men movies were coming out and the Spider Man movies were coming out because we can all agree that you know X Two, fantastic. Oh man, man. Spider Man Two, Spider Man Two, one of the best. Best. Oh yeah. You know, both of those were phenomenal. And then all of a sudden, you got Christopher Nolan going, "Hey, I'm going to do Batman," and we were like, "Yes." But then he just contained like like hey we're he you know he just was like hey I'm gonna contain my little universe and make it grounded as fuck. So DC had that in 2005. Yeah. I remember when those images came out and it was like holy shit look at that he's perched up. That's Christian Bale in the well, back. It wasn't even that. It was, it was like the fact that he had to sell us as the audience. Going, oh yeah, totally. Hey guys, I know you guys remember the '97 version. Oh, of course. <laughs> this isn't that film. And this no. is not going to be anything like well, whatever he saw, we were excited really about it. Because I remember it. even the first, second, like, for instance, that for the uh, the uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Like the, the trailer, the first trailer, like we talked about it on the uh, the Real Emotion podcast. Oh, I just drank, man. <laughs> yeah. The first trailer, <laughs> the first trailer was just a voiceover of yes. the Joker, and we were oh enamored God. with a fucking trailer. Like that sounds sounds, sounds amazing. Can we? It sounds dark. Like we try to dissect the whole fucking thing, and and it was just like like a what a minute. To, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. all people will die. That's all he said. It yeah. was like people, people will die, <laughs> and then he laughed, and you're like, oh my God, yeah. that's Ledger. Exactly. Ledger. And yeah. then, and then, and as much as we may have feelings about where the MCU ended up, I I will stand on my hill. I love Phase One. Yeah, phase, phase One, yeah, Phase One, yeah. Phase yeah. One is some. So- I mean, I still, I still remember. I the mean, first Iron Man, the first yeah. Iron Man. See, yeah. the thing is, is that are there stronger movies in other phases? Yes, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. But if you want to take a phase as a whole and look at every movie in that phase Mm, phase one pretty i love the first iron man movie yeah i enjoy ed norton's incredible hulk movie i I don't think he's better than yeah way better than uh this guy i i to this day do not understand the crap that iron man 2 gets i really not that bad it's not as bad as people (laughs) come on (laughs) you all right go on this God. thing Incredibles, by the way. <laughs> like, have you seen? Shut up! Shut up! Shut <laughs> I mean, Thor was enjoyable for a character that the I didn't give. Thor is the best Thor. It is the best Thor. Yeah, it is. And, it and, is. and, and it's directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Fuck yeah. And, 
and and it looks gorgeous. Yes, and it holds and up. It holds up. And it's Captain great. America: The First Avenger. I'm it's sorry. Great. As soon as I heard that Joe Johnston was directing it, I'm like, yes. you mean the dude who directed The Rocketeer? Yes, yeah. it worked. It's a dude that the only one that I like from Race One. Even though, even though Winter Soldier, I will say, yes. it's fantastic. It was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, but still, First Avenger, fantastic, awesome. Well, and, then, and, then, and then the First Avengers movie. Whatever you want to say about it, did I enjoy it when I yes. saw it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was as much as we supposed to hate Whedon, Whedon, you know, he balanced out the characters pretty well in that movie, like very well. I mean, it was essentially Iron Man 3, you know, or like 2.5, Iron Man 2.5 with all these other characters, but he balanced it out pretty damn well. And, you know, we saw some pretty, you know, I mean, when Thor hit Captain America's hammer, or uh, not hammer. When Thor's hammer hit Captain America's the shield, shield. Like, oh, oh yeah, shit, you know. It's like you would have loved that movie. Doesn't matter who would have directed it because that was the first time we saw the entire squad, yeah, in one movie. Before everything, like one character, one movie, pretty much, right? All right, so I got one more question. This is like this is gonna deviate from a lot of things here. It's gonna be a pretty good one from Neil here. So here we go. What up, Dave? What's going on, man? What's going on, Vox Stream? Actually, I like kind of want to start calling you guys the uh, Justice Society. I want to go into the Spawn realm. Um, I know Bloomhouse and McFarlane. He's look crazy. You know, he wants to do this, that, the other. Bloomhouse is like, no. Um, I know you covered it at one time. I'm pretty sure it was on a Vox Stream. Um, so my question is, would you guys like to see? HBO Max pick up and do a Spawn animated series like they had on HBO back in the day, which was great. Um, would you like to see that? And what style animation would you like to see it done in if it did happen? Okay. So uh, thank you, Neil. I had to edit your video down because it was over two minutes. <laughs> and I appreciate because he he praised the shit out of us. And I and I thank you, Neil, if you're out there. I don't know if he is, but if you're watching. I need that raw video for me so I can just hear it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and he's also got a pretty cool setup. He's got like an arcade shit behind him. And oh yeah, that, that was yeah. a nice. Yeah, but I had to edit. I had to edit the video down. He sent me like a over two minute video, and I'm like, okay, cool. I, I I like where your head's at. He gave us praise, but I had to edit it down. You know, we had to keep it down a little. But anyways, Spawn. Did you guys watch that HBO uh, animated series late at night when your mom told you not to? I did. I didn't, ha- <laughs> I didn't have HBO. You know what I've been doing though. Hmm. I. I've been watching on HBO Max. Oh fuck yeah, it's so uh, great. I'm at the in, I'm on the I'm at the end of season 1 right now with the um ice cream truck senator son plot mm-hmm. like Is it on HBO Max? Cuz that is Yeah, it's all 3 seasons oh, on it. HBO oh, Max. Oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean Keith wow. David is spawn. Oh. So I good. mean uh so good. But uh, Eric so Radomski direct It's like take the take Shirley Walker mute like take the people like the crew behind Batman the Animated Series, but take the animators from X-Men the Animated Series, because I swear it's the same studio that did X-Men the Animated Series, and then make it R-rated, and it is so true to... I've only read the first three trades of Spawn. It's so good. And it's... So so the question is, what he's asking is like, you know, because, 
I mean, obviously, um, Todd McFarlane, he's talked about his movie. He cast Jamie Foxx, but what the fuck's happening with it right now? The last I heard is the fact that that maybe Bloomhouse, even though they trust their directors, they don't fully trust Todd McFarlane because he's never directed before because he's supposed to direct the movie. And I didn't know that. They're not, they're not like, uh, maybe he's asking too much for a budget and they're like, ah, they're reluctant from what I've gathered. So I don't know. It, it, it's an iffy thing. And if it were to go to like an animated series on HBO Max, or cool, but I do want to see a fucking hardcore R-rated, hard R spawn live action with Jamie Foxx. That'd be sweet. I do want to see that. So it's like, I, I'm like, when I, I used yeah. to, like, like I said, like when my mom didn't know I was watching HBO late at night, I would watch the, the, <laughs> the old Spawn animated series, you know, and it was just like, it was, it was baffling. I remember there was also the Max, Max, Max with like three X's. Do you remember that? Yes. Series? Yes. There was that series. Too, but I think that was on, maybe that was on MTV or something. All, along Eon, with, Eon Flux was on Eon MTV. Flux. Yes. Eon Flux, yes. I have to watch that. You always remember the fly and the fucking, uh, the eye. Yeah. yeah. And then remember they tried to do that with Charlize Theron. Did oh, not work. Yeah, yeah, did not work. But you know, but it's it's very hard to capture what they can do with like uh, that that dark animation live action. But I think, yeah, it, 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 I'm I'm so torn on it because I would I would actually love to see like an animated style, something a little darker, something a little more uh, maybe what they did with like Spider Man into the Spidey Verse, but make it really dark. But it it's like a three, you know, it's like taking the comic book and wrapping in 3d around it, but making it super dark. Yeah. I would like to see that kind of animation. It'd be awesome but, to see like a Tartakovsky. Yeah. Spawn. I was thinking any, something like the, something anime, like with the Castlevania on Netflix. Oh, there you oh, go. My God, yeah. 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 That's not bad. I like uh, that. Have, have any of you watched the recall? It's a, it's, it's a short uh, film uh, based on, was spawn it's a spawn short no, i haven't seen that you know, I like have not that. Seen. let me show you this hold on one second oh i, uh, I just oh, want to yeah. show you that little that, that little piece because okay, it's long so long freaking long keep me uh don't kick me hey off. i i'm ooh, okay uh there you go hmm, interesting Hmm. So that's wow. That's pretty cool. This is fan made. I think this is like yeah. almost five years old. That's that's what's crazy about some of this kind of stuff, you know. Man, that almost looks better than the '97 movie. I was about to say. I'm like, remember when Martin Sheen was like yeah. standing there with like the uh, and when, like, when like Spawn crashed down? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Mm. Let me try to go a little bit further because it's. That's fine. Oh, there she Oh. Dang. It's amazing what fans can do these days. I know. Yeah. 
see, you can't tell me that uh, that some someone like Bloomhouse can't. They can replicate this or make it better. Make it, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I kind of wonder about why the status of the movie. Well, I can understand if McFarlane, I mean, you hear so many different stories about McFarlane. I mean, I'll be the first to say I backed the Kickstarter that came out a few months ago to get those new Spawn action figures because those things just looked sexy as all hell. (laughs) So I, I, I backed that. But you can tell because, like, even Neil Gaiman has been rather um, vocal on Twitter this week, talking about <laughs> the uh, uh, the copyright law that he helped rewrite because what he sued to get his rights back to Angela hmm. in that series. So I can imagine McFarlane being very much "I want it done this way" and Bloomhouse going. Well, I mean, it, it is his baby, you know. Yes. I mean, it is his creation. I can, I can, I can imagine. I, and and when you see interviews with the guy, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's very, you know, he's a he's a character. He's definitely a character. And you know, when you watch the, uh, you know, the movie version, I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's a, you know, what the best thing about the 1997 Spawn is just is is John Leguizano as a clown. Yeah. He fucking nailed it. It's it's crazy how much they nailed it with him, but then everything else was kind of like, ah, shit. You know, it was kind of like, oh, you didn't really capture any. I mean, yeah, no, you didn't capture anything else. But John Leguizano was a clown. The makeup, the prosthetics, everything, and and the way that he acted, he added something to it. It was like. Fuck, you, man, you nailed it right here. But everything else, ah, even though I like Michael J. White, cool. But eh. when he's when he's like on the wall and he's like, hell yeah. I'm like, no, Spawn <laughs> wouldn't do that. <laughs> he wouldn't say hell yeah like that, you know, or something like that. Ugh. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, I have a hard time believing that that's ever going to take, like, get done. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I don't think McFarlane has the... Can't is gonna get, yeah. It's not even a financing thing so much as like he's okay. not gonna get like the distribution that, like, even if he like self funded it, like, I don't, he's not gonna be able to get like the distribution that he he wants. Well, I, I mean, don't know. Look, I mean, it was funny because it was just weird how it's like, oh, yeah, we cast Jamie Foxx, big A lister, then all of a sudden uh, it's like, okay, and then we wait, but, and now all of a sudden, like, Jamie Foxx is. He's now going to play Mike Tyson in a biopic. Oh, he's coming back for Spider-Man 3 as Electro. What the fuck happened to Spawn? But like, remember, like so much of this stuff is like is is I don't want to say a PR stunt, but I mean, it's it's for it's for PR. Like, oh, yeah, like who knows? Like, sure, maybe Jamie Foxx will actually do it. So I'm not saying he signed on like as a as a lie, but like it's it's a it's as a favor or as a um or I don't know, maybe he legitimately likes the character, but this stuff happens all the time where, cause it gets a headline, right? It gets like Todd McFarlane say it, like making noise about this movie isn't going to get attention. But if he says, Hey, Jamie Foxx is going to play spawn. He agreed to it. Um, like that's going to get attention. And that turns it all of a sudden. Now it's this, now it's a, a unmade project as opposed to something that McFarlane is trying to convince people to make. Right. And so it, it takes on more of a tangible, thing in the same way as like Ava DuVernay's new gods is like the, the equivalent of like vaporware for like anyone who knows what that is, 
where (laughs) what is that um it's it's like a it's like software that's just like the developers always promising like a game or something like like, it happens with like a lot of kickstarters with like we're making a game and then they just keep on giving you updates about like oh we're adding this we're adding like it just never like materializes yeah i Um, I don't think i don't think ava duranay's new gods is actually gonna happen happen. but she's got that new series that dmz series yeah yeah good good But, but at the same time, but, it's like it's like, dude, that the new gods was announced three years ago. It was right, like, but it wasn't it wasn't announced. It was it oh, was rumor. the Hollywood yeah. Reporter said, <laughs> well, not even rumor. It's, it's like she told the Hollywood Reporter that she's making it, and so they reported on it, and then she got with uh, what Tom King to write it. And so once again, these are all headline generating things, but it yeah. never got greenlit. And so this is all. I'm not saying it's it is like never going to happen. Because any of our Diverna New Gods movie is something that they're going to like seriously consider, but um, but these are this is all stuff that is designed to get coverage. It's designed to get attention, despite the fact, like officially, like in the books, there's there's no like she doesn't have a contract with WB to make the movie. No. I saw Tom um, King two years ago at New York Comic Con, and I asked and. While he was signing, I asked him, like, if I could ask him a couple of questions about uh, the new gods, because that's when uh, Eva DuVernay posted something about uh, get back to work because, like, they were working on the um, writing the script together. And he, like, flat out looked at me like, like I can speak about it. It's, uh, there's no movement on that yet. And I just walked mm-hmm. away. So, like, this, yeah. that, to me, felt like they are writing something to pitch it. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's definitely a script. I got. I don't doubt there's a script. I don't doubt that they're working. And they on probably it. pitched something, but right. Yeah, but the the intent is to give the impression of of production in order to to get the attention and support necessary in order to get it actually produced. And it happens all the time. So right, it's with not Spawn, like some sort they of... talked about Jamie Lee as Al uh, Jim, Jamie Lee, Jamie Fox as Al Simmons. You also had Jeremy Renner as Mister Twitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They announced like two, like you know, essentially a listers in this movie, and then all of a sudden it was just like, "That's it." What what have we heard in like the last year, year and a half? Yeah. I don't know because I I I was actually like when I heard about that, I was like, "Good," cool. yeah. because I went to the theater in '97 to watch yes. that so other movie, I. and mm-hmm. I would like to see something better. Yeah, yeah I, was I mean. And not just cape porn, because that's what the Spawn movie was. It was a lot of cape porn. I mean, if you want to talk about how, you know, like Snyder does a lot of cape porn, I mean, watch that fucking Spawn movie. There's a lot of cape porn in that. But I mean, the, 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 but the, you know, it's 1997, like visual effects. So the cape doesn't look as sharp, obviously. But and that God. movie came out, uh, like when Image Comics was like in the heydays. And yeah. and there was the hunger for comic book movies, and that was the only thing out. I, I think that's I don't know. like yeah. you know when, when it comes to R like super R rated like I'm still waiting for a, a reboot of the mask, the real mask the mm. fucking, from Dark Horse. I don't, know if yeah. you guys, I don't know if you guys, yeah, Dark Horse. I mean, I'm I am when when Deadpool came out, I was like, all right, it's time to fucking you know do, give us a legit. R-rated movie of the mass the way it was supposed to be. I mean, I, I don't mind the Jim Carrey version. I love the Jim Carrey version, but they watered <laughs> it down. But they watered it down good. But I mean, fuck, <laughs> man. If you actually pick up that first graphic novel of the mask, it is graphic and it is insane. And I'm like, let's do it. But what the I don't fuck know. happened to Jupiter's, like uh, Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix? Mm-hmm. 
Troopers. Legacy. Oh man, that's the one that um, it lost Stephen tonight, Knight. right? Yeah. yeah the second you lose Stephen tonight due to creative differences, I'm like away from it. Yeah. Like yeah, lo- I lose a ton of interest in it solely because of that. Like not not because he's like the be all end all so much as like I know the direction he would take it, and so if that's right. the direction that they're struggling. Like it'd be one thing if they were like, "Ah, oh, tonight had a scheduling conflict, and and you know, Goddard is going to replace him." It's <laughs> like, well, that's too bad, but uh, it might be an upgrade. Um, but um, but like to be like, oh no, there's like creative differences there. I'm like, okay, great. So basically, what we get is going to be a tonal mismatch, and it's going to be they're going to be trying to push it in a direction that I'm less interested in. Um. I don't know. That's just my take. Did they even stop? They stop production altogether. And they shelved the oh. movie. I mean, they shelved. No idea. Holy shit! That that is, <laughs> that is something I was looking forward to. Yeah, it's 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 all crazy. But uh, you know what? I think we should wrap this up. I mean, we're like three hours and forty shit, yeah. forty-seven minutes. Yeah. In thing, man. Whew. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's one of the long ones, but yeah. you know, we expected it. Um, like I said, I had to like flaunt the new setup. Hopefully, the new setup is uh, you know, yeah, it looks great. It, it yeah, looks it. great. I like. I, mean, it. I was trying. To, I was trying to go for that like, hey, loungy kind of vodka bar lounge, whatever the fuck. I think it'll work. I think it'll work. Like I said, I was like, I had tried to do something when when uh, last week with Snyder, but I was like, it, it wasn't working specifically because you know why? I have carpet, and usually these tables don't really work too well on carpet. So I had to get a piece of plywood to put underneath to make sure it wasn't like, I mean, it still moves, but it was like on the carpet. It definitely moves a lot more now. And now it's not as bad. So, but anyways, yeah, (laughs) seems like the whole Snyder interview was like, (laughs) it was just like yesterday and I'm still in awe by it. But anyways, um, crazy. Um, but I appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate, uh, Joe coming on Joe Davis, you know, like I said, uh, follow her on Twitter and everything and, uh, everything that she's doing with, um, you know, specifically with, uh, Amanda Copert and, uh, wonder Meg, they're doing like that whole, I think it's just a monthly thing or is it every other week? I'm not sure. I think it's a monthly I thing. I think it's monthly right now. Yeah. There's, but they're doing the league of mayhem. Thing, you know, uh, every other week that seems to be what they're doing. But appreciate her coming on and uh, giving her perspective with everything in the Us United thing. Because, I mean, we really didn't really – we didn't totally – I mean, look at – I mean, Scott, he's got his death stroke out there. Since we've been talking about McFarlane, I thought I yeah. would talk out the McFarlane death stroke I, I finally there unpacked it today. I mean – I mean, it, when it came to everything that was coming out, I mean, we thought it was good. I, I thought it was going to settle down after Tuesday. And then all of a sudden Thursday it was like, oh, yeah, Ben Affleck. He decides to, you know, chime in. And so did Henry Cavill. And then all of a sudden uh, Joe Mangiello comes out and goes, hey. Yeah. I mean, it was funny too because what did, what did Snyder say on, on the vodka stream last week? He, just, he brought it up. But no, but he brought it up. He goes, hey, Joe Mangiello's hair. And I was like. Oh yeah, and of course we led to the joke that it was Magic Mike three because that's what I do. I just turn everything into a joke, but it was a fun moment. And but he was like, he was basically telling us that hey, Joe Maniello, the reason why his hair looks like that is because it's nightmare Slade. That's what it is, you know. I was hoping, Slade. I was hoping Leto was gonna like. Slade. Everybody was looking at Leto, and Leto trolled us yesterday. Yeah, he did. Throwback picture, that asshole. I, you know what? But I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I do. 
I, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait till March when the fucking you know thing comes out when we actually see him to see what his uh, nightmare Joker looks like. I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm I'm okay with it. But uh, all right, let's go around the horn, guys. I promise, Scott, I will not forget you. But we will save <laughs> you for last. I will not forget you, Garza. <laughs> You What's should just rearrange like? him to the end of the row and then just go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> you can follow me if you'd like. Scott, I mean, uh, not Scott. I was going to say Scott Snyder. <laughs> oh. Zach Snyder does, and he likes to post some of my stuff and talk about it. So. <laughs> that's, all <laughs> that's all I cared about. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. Congratulations, man. It was a good article. It was great. I like how you broke it down because – I mentioned it early too, like how um, Snyder was changing the game when it came to, you know, getting the word out. He was not doing the same thing that he was, you know, that normal directors do. And, uh, you know, it's just Snyder changing the game as per usual. And uh, your article really uh, brought light to a lot of that. And the fact that he recognized it was like, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Oh, was congratulations. Just like you guys. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just clapping because you name dropped me in the article on all. Right. <laughs> Actually, I name dropped all you guys. So. I know, no, no, you did, you did, you did, you did. No, that's 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 part of the the whole dynamic of this whole thing. That's what's great about it, you know. We so, looked out for each other. Mad Real Anarchy, Ben, my my co-host down there, he, he'll tell you the rest. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm drunk, dude. All right, go <laughs> ahead, Ben. ben oh, yeah, oh, he's leaving it to you to promote, man. Uh, you can follow me on Mr. Underscore Everett on Twitter and Instagram and all social media platform. You can always follow the mother page, Real Anarchy, on Instagram and all social media platform. And you can always catch our live stream every Wednesday at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The Real Emotion. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were so close. Nice pause. Germanic. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steven. Yeah, I'm Stephen Colbert. You can find me on Twitter at SM Colbert. Uh, I write at uh, uh, Screen Rant. I just put up a uh, piece uh, this morning, I think, that people really liked about um, how Zack Snyder's got multiple projects coming to HBO Max. Um, that was and uh, how that's exclusive. It was a scoop. <laughs> it was a scoop, right? It was no, no, oh, not at all. Shit. I thought it no, was. no, because he's Damn producing. It. He's he's producing Wonder Woman eighty four. So like Stone Quarry <laughs> know, owns like all well, the DC stuff. The, the response yeah. to that people were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, people already knew this. Guy, you know, Steven or Screen Rant. It was like, yeah, I saw a bunch of responses that. Yeah. It was just like I don't know. Read the articles. Like I don't know what. Like, it's not, Why not do that people hard. think that you run a Screen Rant, dude? I know they think you do. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, eventually. Anyway, so all right. So that's all um, we have. And also, that's all whoa! I'm not even done yet. I still have to talk about my podcast. <laughs> With Andrew Dice, who's been in called? the comments all night. It's called BVS by the minute, um, and Justice League by the minute. Um, which comes out have new uh, once uh, every other month. <laughs> whatever, whatever it would be that makes Garza happy, one one day longer than that every time. There it is. Oh, um, <laughs> so, but yeah, both of those have new new episodes um, um, coming coming real soon. So, um, this year. <laughs> on October thirty first. Well, we, record, we recorded them last night, and they're in. They're in. They're they're partially edited now. So, yeah. 
right. no one no one can produce fast as I can. Let's just, just uh, dude, you're, you're, you're yeah. you guys are pros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so uh that's all the sign off we got, Jess. <laughs> All right, Scott, go for it. <laughs> of course, you can find me on Twitter, ScottDC27. You can listen to my podcast, DC Films Quadcast, wherever you find your podcast. We will be recording Saturday night with Tim discussing the Wonder Woman 1984 news. Of course, you can find us on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, and the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. That is the sexiest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> I'm telling you. And there you go. I get the Ocean's Eleven drop. That makes my night. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got the oceans 11 drop you got that all right guys and uh we appreciate uh appreciate you clicking in uh obviously subscribe to the uh, film junkie channel hit that notification uh bell so you know when i'm doing this shiza and then uh you know follow me in the sock meds down below twitter instagram facebook uh patreon if you want to join on and uh s- submit your video questions like we had tonight and then of course uh film junkie closet for all that merch like exclusivo Come on, he's part, yeah, and that shirt right there that Scott is wearing, the God Ham shirt. Come on, there you go. If you're a Batman fan, do it. All right, guys, we love you, and uh, thanks, guys, for, um, as always, to uh, joining in on the panel. We'll talk to you guys later.